creme de la creme, homie. Top chef, you know. I like my beat down low, down low, down low, down low, down low, down low, down low. I like my top. Let back, let back, let back, let back, let back, let back. Hey, holla if you like your beat. Down low, down low, down low, down low, down low, down low. I like my top. Let back, let back, let back, let back, let back. Nobody fucking with me. Reed fella. Damn. <laughs> that was that T.I.'s was, uh, top. T.I. featuring Morgan Reed. Morgan Reed's up in the house. Wow. She's ready. I've been bumping. Um, I'm, I, I'm sure that's not uh, pleasant to everyone's ears, but I appreciate you letting me oh. sing to the intro because it normally was... I do dance and sing to the intros, but our mics are muted. Yeah, they're mm. not. What? Yeah, no. They're usually not muted. Oh. I, I, I read the room. If I feel like you're going to talk, I'll, I'll mute the mic. If I feel, <laughs> if I feel like uh, you're not, then I'll just I'll let it roll. Mm, if you well. listen very closely, you'll, you'll, you'll hear room noise. Interesting. But, so, uh, yeah, that was fun. It's a real bring. We've been, so we've been mentioning Top Back. Yeah, well, let's introduce. This is Reed Sorry, Fellas. <laughs> Everybody, I'm Jordan Reed. Obviously, TI featuring Morgan um reed is up in the building and what's up jamal yeah how you doing our host jamal reed i'm doing good welcome everybody how are you great all right great but yeah so we've been bumping top back go ahead we've been bumping top back because the past two episodes and it's come up i feel like it maybe has come up before maybe just in our real lives it's come up uh but yeah so I heard us talk about it two weeks in a row because I listen to the podcast right when it drops because yeah. I'm a fan. And well, the second week, to be fair, is only because I played a clip from the previous but, week. But, you know, it, it it hit my brain cells twice, two yeah. times. I'm already thinking about how we're going to bring it up next next week. Nice. But sure. So I was like, you know, I'm going to play that song in my car. Mm-hmm. And I did. And so I've been playing it. On the streets it. of Lakewood. I've been Colorado. playing it, and it really brings me back to, uh, you know, times when I would go fucking party it up. Fuck yeah. Get down. Let's get down. Yeah, we listened to it on our drive to Best Buy, which we haven't we been did. to in forever. But Morgan Best Buy wanted, is fucking dope. Morgan wanted to buy a printer. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an <laughs> old person. Here's the thing is... I've always used my work printer because I never have to print anything. Like, it's very rare. But now I've been working from home, and there have been times when we personally need to print something. And I was like, you know what? Let's just – we have a house. We're – I'm not going to, you know, go to Kinko's or whatever. Right. Well, before you had a printer at work. Yes. That's correct. Working from home. Yeah, that's everything I just said. Oh, yeah. I was listening. I was basically trying to get to the point where uh, 
we went to Best Buy, bumping that song, and you asked me, you said, what is Kenwood? Yeah, I said, what's a Kenwood? <laughs> and what? And I said... No, I said, what's Kenwood? You're right. Not and at Kenwood. first I was saying, oh, I think it's like the grain on the car. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm getting confused because he, def- he definitely says... Uh, he mentions wood grain, <laughs> and that's what I was thinking of of the wood grain in your car. But Kenwood, I then said, I was like, no, no, Kenwood is like a stereo. Mm-hmm. And you keep your Kenwood high as you keep your the volume up. It's Kenwood hot, uh. I think. High or hot, whatever. Because then he says rims set high, and and he does rhyme chil- children with children twice. Three right. times, I think, actually. Right, which is why I wouldn't put in past him to right. rhyme high with high. But. I guess that's why I'm talking myself out of it. But anyway, continue. I can look up the lyrics if you want. Do it. Um, Genius.com. I like my beats down low, down low, down low, down low, down low. Anyways, he says, he mentions Kenwood, and then I said, it's a, it's a stereo. Happens to be we're walking into Best Buy. And I'm like, let me go ahead and prove my cool points <laughs> and walk with me to the back of Best Buy here. You did, but you didn't say anything. We were just in that section. Right. Well, I was like, walk with me. Oh, you, you did? <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't like I was like, come with me to the stereos. I was like, hey, Morgan, come check this out. Okay. And he just walked over there and she was distracted. She was texting. She's looking down. I stopped as she was looking down, mm-hmm. waiting for her to finish texting. And as she looked up, what did she done see? A Kenwood stereo that I'd found at Best Buy. <laughs> yep, you were correct. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I know. Because uh, at the time when I was, uh, again, playing this topic, it was when I added subwoofers into my car, and there's all sorts of... I think I got a Pioneer stereo. I think so. That time. sounds familiar. But Kenwood was definitely one of the options. So don't get mad at me, T.I. <laughs> um, okay. I like my beat down low, my top let back. Can see me riding 24s with a chopper in the back. <laughs> You like your Kenwood mm. hot mm. and your top let back if your rims sit high and, and your, your windows, windows pitch black. black. I'm the man in my city. Ain't nobody fucking with me. Yes. All right. That settles it. Right. These are good lyrics. These are good. Oh, it's a it's a peach of a song. I, I mean, think it's just... It's, it's a like do- five it's minutes a of, of, of of him saying, I like it's, my beats down low and my top let back. <laughs> Props to the the rubber band man, <laughs> T.I. Um, I'm a known drug dealer. I always have 50s. This is a monster episode, everybody. I mean, I don't know whether to be uh, impressed or depressed oh. with the level of consumption oh. that happened over this past week. True. I mean, we did. We, we just. There's a lot to get to. Yeah, we like watched. We'd be like, it'd be late at night and we'd be like, let's watch an episode or something. And we just cruised through full series of things. I mean, this is what happens when Morgan doesn't fall asleep during stuff because she didn't really fall asleep during much (laughs) this past week. Thank you. And congratulations. (laughs) Yep, our marriage is is healthy. It's a healthy marriage week. That is so beautiful. (laughs) Um, I mean, what about you, Jamal? Do you have a lot to get to, too? Is this a weekend where we collide and just the level Um, of shit? I have, I mean, I got, I have some things to talk about, I guess. I don't have a ton. I I can uh, think of a couple things that I want to hear from Jamal. But we'll get to them. I mean, I'm sure he'll get to them. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, Just want to briefly mention real quick. I I walked outside. This just happened to be no less than an hour ago. 
just wanted to get some fresh air. I walk out, walk oh. out on our balcony. I walk out, fucking drone, Ooh. flying right over my balcony. It's like this is the one thing I don't want. Yeah, one is loud. Two, come on, man. Like I wasn't planning on getting naked out there, but. Sometimes I like to lay out there in the you sun, know, you know. I've got, want... I've done, I've gotten naked one time, but it was so uncomfortable. Right, because you just feel like uh, <laughs> it's it's questionable it's... whether someone can see me or not. No one can see you unless mm. they fucking fly a drone, yeah. you know. Or I stand up. Yeah, if you stand up, <laughs> yes, but that's of course. <laughs> of course. Anyways, I just wanted to um, air that out. Okay. Also, um, let me just, this is a fucking thing. Let me go ahead and play. Uh... It's August, everybody. And as you know, in August, the fireworks Idle continues. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, there were tons of fireworks. Still light out today, so yeah. probably will be more. But of course, you know, it's August, so you would expect lots of fireworks <laughs> still. Um, fireworks City, not to mention... Real life fireworks, but Morgan on Animal Crossing watching fireworks shows yeah. that are happening on there now. It's just a fireworks month, I guess, now, August. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next topic. Sorry. <laughs> we got so a lot much to talk to add there. We got a lot of movie stuff to talk, a lot of uh, TV sort of stuff oh, to talk about. Oh my gosh, here. that's totally outside of our lane. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know yeah. how to talk about it, really. <laughs> Can um, I give a? We'll, we'll break it up. We'll start talking about movie stuff, and then we'll we'll inter, we won't go through all the movie around. stuff. We'll jump back to it and stuff. Can I give a once again a, a, a shout out to Black in Alaska? Oh yeah, for their of course. fucking Please, dope yes. as fuck art. Cover oh yeah, they, oh, got a, yeah. they got a new cover art um, podcast image art. Really cool. It's dope. I saw it and I sent Super it to you dope. guys and I was like, what? And then I don't have James's phone number, so I had to Facebook message him and be like, yo, homie, this is some For the record, shit. I saw it on Insta before you texted me. Oh, okay. I, him and I had a whole back and forth. It was really cute. I've been um, kind of staying off of Insta, so I'm cool. Yeah, I've been staying off oh, of yeah, social. you're on that Facebook grind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had a back and forth? How was the back and forth? It was nice. I don't have internet right now. Hold on one sec. I'll pull it up. I, you don't uh, have internet? How am I talking to you? <laughs> through the phone. Kiss me through the phone. Oh, I guess. Through my yeah. cellular. I guess I need internet to call you because I'm calling you through a computer, but. <laughs> you don't have internet. <laughs> How am I talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's no internet connection. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He It was just, you know brotherly i don't know okay. it's fine yeah speaking of black <laughs> yeah we should have thrown uh megan's question last week black hair uh check out black in alaska for all your <laughs> black needs um mm-hmm. the authority but no i think their cover it's dope i think the the concept having the sleeping lady be a fucking so cool uh jackie brown nice. um <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dope Took me a while oh, to see that. Shit. Yeah, I didn't see it until you pointed it out. Oh, thank I, you. Uh, yeah. You had a whole back and forth, James, yeah. without knowing the sleeping lady was a. That's why I mentioned it because I was like, I don't know if people see it, and I see all. 
<laughs> Brendan kind of looks like Miguel to me in the picture, but I think it looks like him. <laughs> oh, it definitely looks like him, but it's almost like. But all black people look the same. Oh my god! Stop. Oh, here's the here's the whole back and forth between James and I. Oh, internet! I said this is so sick, and he said, "I'm saying that was the whole that was the whole <laughs> picture." <laughs> Cute back and forth. Nice. Yes, that's all. That's all that really needs to be said. I mean, James says right. a lot with. Very few words. He's basically and the only he's words the black he said is that he is saying. You know. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into movies. Let's do it. Um, first movie. So last pod we recorded on a Monday, and I think that night is when we watched this movie. Ben is back, oh. starring Julia Roberts and Lucas, Lucas Hedges. Hedges, and this movie. See Manchester, Manchester is about the sea, huh? Manchester by the sea, Lucas Hedges. Yeah, right. Yes, Manchester by the Seas, Lucas Hedges. (laughs) Okay, okay. Notting Hills, Julia Roberts. Oh man, I was trying to think of uh, what's the one with the water. What the fuck is her name? Aaron Brockovich. Thank you. This movie is about Lucas Hedges being a um, heroin addict, Mm -hmm. and. Coming back from rehab Sober during living. Christmas, yeah, and but you know, like not expected to yeah. come back. Like he just shows up mm. at their he's, door, he's and they're like, "Oh, you should be in 77 rehab." Seventy-seven days sober. Sober living is different than rehab. Yes, like he he went to rehab and then moved from rehab into sober living. Yes, because rehabs usually don't last that long. Yeah, <laughs> they're like days. they try to kick you out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> they give you the the they the give foundation. you the rundown <laughs> and they're like good luck <laughs> um but they're not expecting him there and he shows right. up and he's like i just want to be here for christmas and then eventually convinces and them. everyone is like hella like like skeptical. this is not good yeah like we you really need to focus on your sobriety and not come home but he eventually convinc- convinces him under the conditions that julia roberts his mom sets of like, you're not getting out of my fucking sight the entire time you're here. And you have 24 hours. And you're going to take a drug test yeah. right now. So mm. then what then ensues is, um, is a very... being back. I mean, it's like an addict being back in his old environment for 24 hours. It's like... Yeah. That's exactly what the story is. Yeah. And, and how he's dealing with that. And all of and the, all of the uh, mental, like the back and forth and the sneaky and the lying, but like kind of wanting to be sober, but he's like still not fully recovered. And he's yeah. I enjoyed the acting. I thought the leads were great. I thought uh, that portrayal during the first half was accurate, grip, very accurate, very gripping, um, fun to watch. The movie, I will say. Gets a little weird. Maybe I'd say the back third. Then the third act, yeah. it gets a little bit um, extreme. Yes. Hmm. A little heightened uh, when, when you get into sort of like, oh, he wasn't just a heroin addict. He was like- A drug runner. He was like the town, one of the town's worst people, <laughs> <laughs> like as far oh. as drug dealing and being a part of like- the town's worst drug gang and like and so things get like scary violent yeah real real dark so it takes a turn which i don't know i guess maybe someone who was 
like if someone walked into that movie hoping to see more action maybe yeah that would have been more pleasing but, but I, I prefer was, the subtleties of like the beginning of the movie yeah yeah of, of mm-hmm. the yeah the trueness of like i feel like it's more relatable to people yeah in the first two-thirds <laughs> yeah I still unless rec- you're, I recommend unless the you're movie. A, it, in a big time drug gang i guess relatable to you in the last third i can't yeah any big time drug drug ganger <laughs> game bangers out there if they want to tell us if the final third of that movie is accurate um yeah it's a uh, it's sad it, yeah it There's was hard much... to go to sleep right after i felt hmm. i felt i felt i'm an empath so yeah <laughs> sure sure yeah yeah yeah, just feeling all you of it. some essential oils on your temples and mm-hmm. soothe you to, to So that's high. a good movie to sort of kick off Morgan not sleeping during shows. She <laughs> stayed awake through the whole thing. Nice. We were up to like 1.30 a.m. Um, killing it. Killing it, killing it. I did sleep in like every day last week, though. So that can't happen this week. <laughs> this week will be another tough <laughs> week for our marriage as far as... Sleeping <laughs> goes. Um, throwing it to you, Jamal. What have you seen? Movies go. I have seen. I watched. I did my homework finally. Oh, congrats. caught up on my missing assignments. I watched Irrational Man. Hell yeah. Yes, I want uh, cinnamon. Woody Allen. Yes, I want cinnamon. Yeah. I will say you sent me yes, that I want clip. Cinnamon. You sent me the clip, mm-hmm. and we have since seeing it have because we've been saying it a lot. It's gotten exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. Definitely but when I saw it, I was, I was like, oh shit, that was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he it doesn't snuck up on it. me. The clip really surprised me, actually, because I, in my mind, I thought for sure we were close. pretty close. Well, we're, we're not close at all. Yeah. I mean, it, it's when odd you think the way about it, it in a conversational sense, like if you picture it in real life, it might as well be. This is <laughs> I guess that's a, it's the contrast. It. Like, it's hard, I guess. I'm hoping we didn't ruin it for you and overhype it, because no, 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 I still because if you take our what how we say it away, it still is a weird way he says it. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes, I want cinnamon. <laughs> okay, that's great. Oh yeah, no, you judge the usual black coffee. Well, I can't help it if I'm famished. Okay, well, uh, you know, you want a you want a cinnamon on your French toast? Yes, yeah, I want cinnamon. cinnamon. It's like the only <laughs> answer is yes, please or no, thanks. That would be yes. Normal. I want cinnamon. Yeah, not I want like cinnamon. I've already told you. Yes, yeah. I want cinnamon. <laughs> you didn't. Yes, yeah, like, like, like they're having a very a- a- amicable conversation before that. It almost sounds like he's like throwing some toot at her or yeah. something. Right. He's like stuck. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah, like you fucking moron. Yeah. Like she's a speed bump in his happiness right now. And he's <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, I want cinnamon. You fuck. But. Then you brought up, and I'm so glad you brought oh my this gosh. fucking thing up because, it's whole, that, yeah, I the only reason why I wouldn't have brought, I didn't bring that up on the podcast. The second thing we're about to talk about is because I think it's oh, it's mm-hmm. nearly impossible to talk about in the podcast to like portray it, and I and I think even yeah. playing the audio doesn't do it justice. Oh, for sure, no. And no, it's really the visual of like when she decides to say the, sh- the things <laughs> she's saying and the impossible and facial, I mean, like that the the miss is 
pretty remarkable. So you know how when you play ping pong, it's never surprising when the ball, or it's always a surprise, I should say, <laughs> when you when the ball goes off the table and it doesn't get returned. It's always like, it's sort of like, oh, the ball always goes back and forth, right? That's the whole point. The ping, you never, there's no really scoring going on in ping pong. It's always going back and forth, right? Right? Yeah, unless it goes off the table. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. So it does go off the table. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not a big deal if it goes yeah. off the table, right? Right. Oh, <laughs> right. I see. You're, you're, you're hooking me. She, here, what is it called? Let me say, this scene, and it's very brief. And the first time I saw it, Morgan yes. didn't even realize it. And I had yeah. to rewind and, and play it. And then when Morgan saw yeah, it, I, Laughing ensued, and we watched it maybe 10 times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Jamal sees this movie, and he sends me that clip without us ever mentioning it to Jamal. We never say anything about this clip, and Jamal (laughs) sends me this specific clip, and I was so happy when he did. (laughs) All it is is this chick playing ping. It's like just catching the beginning of the end of of their bout. Yeah. Right. Like she is this character is a very much so a side background kind of character. She's not even a I don't even they, they maybe mention her name one time. She's not even like a side She's character. Emma Stone's She's just acquaintance who sees her at the walk college. into a room. And it's basically yeah, Emma Emma Stone walks into a room and it's sort of cutting back and forth. You see her, then you see Emma Stone walk into the room and it cuts back to her for a second and and she just barely misses uh returning the ping pong ball it just goes off the table like not in a crazy way it's no it's a very pretty it's a very hittable ball yeah like maybe but it doesn't matter thing you'd see happen (laughs) click clack click clack click clack and anyways she just doesn't return it and then she looks over at whoever her her opponent is who who we don't see Mm -hmm. he's off screen and she yeah he or she sorry of course and she just (laughs) goes are you kidding (laughs) Like looks at her opponent like, huh, are you kidding? And then turns and sees Emma Stone and, and goes like, oh, oh, <laughs> it yeah, it's impossible to describe. I can't remember what's her name. Let's say her name is Emma Stone, right? She goes, are you kidding? Oh, hey Emma, like it's like the most like it's the shittiest fucking. Every scene she has like I think maybe three or four scenes in the whole movie. I mean, and I feel like we should contact this person, get her on the pod, because it's <laughs> yes, <laughs> she can't. I think it didn't be possible. I mean, it is. It's bad. It's so bad, and it's it's just, it's almost. I don't know if she ad libbed, being like, huh, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, I, I, like it's. I so, feel like that's exactly what it was. Like Woody Allen's like, "Give it a little something," you know, like give, put put a little pizzazz on it and she's like are you kidding as opposed to just being like oh, oh, oh hey, hey emma. emma like she's just not talking the way people talk at all yeah i mean it's like the it's like it's oh high mark level yeah of like yeah weirdness. it really is it really is yeah it's, it's the exact category i put it in and it's i mean it's like it's like because we don't see the other opponent it's almost like there's just a wall right up against the other side of the ping pong table and she's just returning it off. It just was a bounce off of the ping pong. So she's playing to nobody. Like that's how unreal it feels. Right. And she probably was playing to nobody. Yeah. And that's why she, she added that. Are you kidding? To make it seem like, Oh, like to to trick the viewer into thinking. I'm definitely talking. I'm playing, definitely playing ping pong with someone right now. 
right. yeah anyways watch this movie and then and Get bask in that other than that though jamal what do you think of the movie um i thought it was i thought it was okay i thought it was all right i i agree that uh something you had said about it a couple podcasts ago when you were talking about it was uh, it's when it starts off it feels almost like cheaply made or something like it's uh uh, cheap production and i agree with right. that it feels uh, it, i was a little worried going in even though you'd already said that um but it does uh, you saw i got used to that it doesn't feel as beautifully shot as woody i basically forgot it was a woody allen movie you know uh most of the way i, mean, I don't know halfway through it i just sort of forgot that that was yeah it almost um, doesn't really feel like feel a movie like as more of just like a almost like a philosophical experiment but right right uh i was entertained i was entertained I, I i got into it eventually and i thought yeah, the ending was hilarious so funny i thought the walking really? phoenix's attempt i'll say in the elevator oh yeah it was very yeah. comical <laughs> Yeah. It was just like very just the performance real. Like like oh, this is actually probably you know, I don't know, you see in movies it's like everything is mm-hmm. easy or like mm-hmm. or dramatic, but there was like a the struggle was real. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, it's not one of Woody Allen's greatest at all. It might do you good to no. not think it's a Woody Allen movie when watching it just so right. you don't hold right. it up to a standard, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay, next movie we watched. <laughs> Thanks for watching that, Jamal, doing your homework. Was there any other? I feel like we gave you other no homework assignments. Uh, Titanic. Oh, Probably. yeah. Okay, so he hasn't done that yet. What is the, what's the, why? I I mean, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's <laughs> so long and I'm already don't give a shit and <laughs> James Cameron. So... Have you seen The Terminator? No. I recommend. It's been a while since I I've seen it. I think we've had this conversation. I'm trying to think if I've recently seen it. Because I haven't seen, seen it either. I want to think if I've recently seen a James Cameron movie where I was like, that's Yeah, good. The Abyss. Oh, sorry. No, where I was like, oh, this is as good as I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have. Which makes me wonder if Jamal will like The Terminator. Which is almost why I'm asking you to watch it and you tell me. Because I don't want to rewatch it and be like, never mind, don't watch it, not worth it. Right. I want right. you to watch it and then <laughs> fresh eyes, modern eyes, tell me whether or not this movie is as good as it is in my memory. I know some of the effects might look a little cheap. It has to be a little corny, some of it. Um, I mean, it has to be. It's James Cameron, so there's going to be some cheese on it. But, sure. Because yeah. I remember thinking Terminator 2 Terminator 2, they ramp it up, and it's more the villain's more badass, and it seems faster. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if I liked it, like it more or not. It's been so long since I've seen him. Mm. Anyways, next movie we watched, Morgan, highly interested in watching <laughs> it. We decided, let's go ahead, spring the $4 rental. We watch Z for Zachariah. Z for Zachariah with. Uh, oh, this is the one that sounds like it's going to be fucking shit, but yeah. it strangely got good reviews. Yeah. yeah, like it's an underground. Starring Margot Robbie, uh, Chitwell, Edgeafor, and Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Um, and that's it. 
it's just the three of them in the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm kind of a fan of, you know. Yeah, I think that's why, you know how we always laugh at the cast that's listed on Amazon or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why, because you were like, oh, it actually lists the stars. It's like, yeah, those were the only three people in the movie. Yeah, like for Cafe Society, Amazon's three people they listed was, uh, I think Steve Carell was the first one. And then it was two people. That we didn't even were, know. Well, the first one I was like, okay. Like they're in the movie, but it, it was completely like. we Yeah. They were a, a, not even a fucking. Didn't have lines. Supporting I actor in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but no, it was the third one that was like. Who is this? Even after looking at a picture of them, yeah. I didn't know who they were in the movie. <laughs> like it, I had to look at their character name and be like, okay. so weird. I don't know if they like pay them or something to like get their, no. like how does that even happen? I don't know. It's so AI, weird. AI maybe, I don't know. It's super weird. It's so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand what algorithm produces and it's those And it's names. like that on a lot of movies. Like uh, we, yeah. it's not the first time we've been like, what the fuck? So anyway, it's almost a game now where I, I'll ask Morgan sometimes, like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> without looking, who do you think the three <laughs> actors they listed on here were? <laughs> yeah. And you'll never get them. Um, uh, yeah, so Z, Z for, for Zachariah, it is a um, post-apocalyptic love triangle mm. giving me mad sexual ideas. Oh, in this coat, damn! For after COVID burns through the population, <laughs> you know, it's, I have a feeling there's going to be lots of love triangles going okay. on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this fucking it's a movie about post nuke nuclear war. I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know. Fallout, Fallout Boy. <laughs> um, a couple of Fallout Boys in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just so, yeah, cities ravaged by nuclear radiation, unlivable, uninhabitable. But Margot Robbie, farm girl, mm, hey for Southern. Southern farm girl has a plot of land, which is up in the mountains, mm-hmm. which has somehow avoided the winds. The weather patterns. Weather, weather patterns that carry the, new, don't really, the radiation around. No. They but. briefly go into it, but it's, it's yeah, they don't know why exactly she was spared this plot of land, but it's safe. It's like one of the only safe places. In the world. And she's hot. Yeah. And she's smoking hot. Let me tell you. Lucky. Usually women in these um, <laughs> sorts of movies, I mean, they're usually like these rugged, no nonsense, like PTSD military chicks, you know. <laughs> sure. And they're just, uh, I don't know. They're like these, just these caricatures of badassness, or they're like women in distress. Mm-hmm. I feel like th- those are the two types. It's like right. if you're gonna write a woman, yeah, in this, they don't really feel like, like a, a man in these movies like has flaws and they might be badass, but they're they're like allowed to be, have flaws the women are Demons. like michelle rodriguez yeah the michelle rodriguez who are just like <laughs> always on you know <laughs> just like okay <laughs> it's just it doesn't seem but i but margot robbie in this movie i feel like they did a good job of making her like sh- feel like this was somebody who isn't just this post-apocalyptic chick but someone who would like lived a life before the apocalypse 
and sure had to have made some survival adjustments, but still retains her personality from before Mm -hmm. the fallout. So I thought they did a good job. She's maybe a little bit naive, but she's, and they don't, I don't think they ever say. She might be young as fuck. I I think she's supposed to be like a 17 year old in this movie. Well, she doesn't Mm. look 17. She looks like she's 22 or whatever, but, um, she looks legal, okay? I'm not saying I <laughs> okay? Uh, but anyways, so she, it's, basically it starts off with her doing her thing, um, doing farming shit, and she's very, she's a Christian girl. It's very, she's a very Christian. Her dad was a preacher. A preacher. There's a church built on their farm. And then uh, Chitwell, what's his <laughs> name in the fucking movie? Uh, l- l- Mr. La fuck. Chitwell gets found. <laughs> he like he comes strolling in this fucking Loomis. 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 He comes strolling in this uh hazard suit, like aluminum foil scientific radiation suit, walking up the street. And at first John he, Loomis. And he fucking is like takes out his radiation radar detector. And notices that where he is doesn't have any radiation. He's like, what the fuck? And Margot Robbie's looking at him through the woods. Like, who is this guy? And then he takes mm-hmm. off his fucking uniform and he's like breathing in the air. And he's like, oh my God. Like, oh. And he jumps into this what this ravine. <laughs> and he starts washing himself in, in, the, in the lake. Or it's not even a lake. It's like the, the bottom of a waterfall yeah. receptacle pond, pond whatever the head of a river, bottom of a waterfall. <laughs> and A cove. And when he does that, then Margot Robbie comes running out of the woods like, get the fuck out of there. Like The water gets fed from this place upstream that's highly irradiated. Yeah. So don't fucking go in the water. And then he freaks out. He's like, ah! And he jumps out. And then he becomes very sick. <laughs> and she takes care of him and brings him back to full health. And now they're f- sort of friendly. And uh, she wants to... Well, she's lonely as hell. Lonely is all get out, yeah. I'll say. And, uh, sure. And, but he's very, like, he came from, like, a scientific lab that even built the suit that he's now wearing. And, like, he's very high science oriented, doesn't believe in God. And she's very much like, I'm alive right now because we believed in God and he spared us. Mm-hmm. So there's that dichotomy. And, and he, uh, and so then they start, and he starts telling her, like, oh, we can, build like you can actually um hand like her generator broke and he, he taught her how he's to actually still ga- use it to get gas, gas out hand. of the ground yeah and then he's like we can build a water wheel off of that waterfall and, and run the generator and have electricity on tap and she's like okay and he's like this is it like the and the only source of wood that is enough wood where it's expendable to him is to just rip the church down (laughs) we can use the wood from the church to build a water wheel and she's like uh i don't want to and he's all like come on and then then he's like okay okay whatever anyways they sort of she sort of is like i kind of want to have sex with you and then he's kind (laughs) of like it's a little too soon like once we do like everything will change but i do like you and i just think we should take it slow Lo and behold, that's when Chris Pine enters Whoa. another just God damn it. scavenger, and he's white and he's handsome and, and he's, he's Christian and he's blue eyed, blue eyed Christian. <laughs> and now immediately, 
uh, Chitwell Loomis is a uh, jealous. Mm. He's a jealous man. He's also much younger, I think, than <laughs> yeah, definitely John a, Loomis. Yeah, he, yeah. I think Loomis is definitely at least twice her age, yeah. if not more. I think he's probably just like when they're all three hanging out. It's like, yeah, I don't know. He just looks older. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to give the rest of the movie oh, away. Oh wow, he almost went scene for scene with the. <laughs> I was interested. <laughs> I like this movie. I thought it was. It kept me intrigued because it's the whole thing is like it's a post-apocalyptic movie that's not about zombies. Yeah. It's not about like hard to survive. Yeah. It is harder to survive, but it is mostly about this love triangle that yeah. ensues. It's like this weird sort of like who is Margot Robbie gonna pick? Right. <laughs> and it's, it's like it, which is yeah shit. They were they were all alone, and now she has she has a choice to make. Yeah, it's a rom it's a romance movie. Yeah, more than a. Hmm. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it, but like it has an ambiguous ending. I'll say that, but mm, I think it's inferred pretty heavily. Mm, it is inferred, and it is kind of the only thing that makes sense of what happened. <laughs> But I thought it was yeah. done in a no, fun good. way, in a weird way. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, I kind of liked it. Word. For real. I'm not sure what the name means. Well, at one point, he picks up a book on in her library, her extensive library. Yeah, she has f- a fuck ton of books. Um, and it's A for Adam. And so you assume mm. it goes down the alphabet. Of just biblical books, yeah. Z for Z. It's almost like gotcha. it's I've, to me. It's an allusion to like the end. Like yeah. This is it takes. Wow, place, you are smart. It takes place at you know, at the end of the fucking. You've world. Hit, you noticed that, and you were like, "Oh, that ties into this." I'm I'm always impressed by the the things you pick up on in movies. I feel like I'm more of a passive watcher. I mean, that's my interpretation. <laughs> I don't. Sometimes it's there's no right answer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, there is a right answer and I get it completely wrong. But uh, that's what I just thought it meant. But yeah. that being said, I think it's a dumb title. I think they could have come up with a better title because I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why it didn't get as much yeah. fucking press or attention. They should have titled Even... it Post-COVID Love Triangle. Right. They should have. They should have t- titled it uh, "Sexy Fall- The Sexy Nuclear Fallout. Nuclear war and steaminess. I don't know. Nuclear tits. That's yeah. that's not bad. Nuclear. Not bad. <laughs> uh, These tits are the bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. A is for Adam Bomb. Would have been better than Z for Zachariah. <laughs> yeah, because Zachariah has nothing to do with shit. Yeah. You assume one of the characters' names is going to be Zach. No. Fucking, I was thinking, like, with that sort of title, I'm Probably thinking some biblical this, shit. Exactly, I'm thinking this is going to be some Book of Eli shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> the greatest film of all time, the greatest, the greatest. film ever. But nah. <laughs> all right, jumping away from movies real quick. Let's get into. Uh, let me blow my wad and give you corpulent word of the day. Corpulent. He was a corpulent man. Corpulent. Kind. He's had, he had lots of sex. Lots and lots of sex. Oh, that's not a bad guess. Definition? Fat. Hmm. Corpulent is a fat. He's a fat man. He's a corpulent man. Oh, fat. Fat as in obese, as in, as in large, ass as in carrying fat. a little bit of junk. 
fat, corpulent. Word of the day. TV. Lots really? of TV. Lots of TV. Oh. Um, we saw... We watched... I guess last week we had seen the first three episodes, but then we finished The Plot Against America. I don't mm. know if there was going to be a second season, but the first season of The Plot Against America, which is an HBO show in which takes place during World War II, where instead of Franklin D. Roosevelt getting reelected, alternative history, what the fuck is his name? The <laughs> uh, um, Aviator, what's yep. his name? Uh, oh my God, we're having like group. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. No. No. No, fucking, oh my. Charles Lindbergh. Thank you. To the Aviator. Charles Lindbergh. Yeah, it's not Howard Hughes. It's, it's, it's Charles Lindbergh. Oh. He gets elected. That's a real thing, that group amnesia that you talk about. Like a shared inability to think of a word or a name. Did I talk about it or Jamal? You. Oh, I talk about that? Well, you're like, is there a word for that? Is that a real thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Like when you can't think of something and you ask and then like the group can't uh, remember yeah. it. Yeah. Or it's like, what? Yeah, it yeah. happens a lot. But Charles Lindbergh it, runs against FDR and wins, and how that changes the dynamic in America to where we don't enter the war because it's not our war, and it does a lot of paralleling, paralleling <laughs> to uh, our current state, I guess, of like the the xenophobia of not wanting to help people that aren't American. It's like being like, this is America, our country first, America mm -hmm. first, that whole idea, uh -huh. idea. So we don't go into the war and that's how it starts. And then it becomes, oh, the Jewish people, they, they're, here's a program to help Jewish people more assimilate. And so it takes the, it's called just folks. It's called just folks <laughs> where you get to be a part of real America in Kentucky and uh Kentucky <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> and uh but the main characters are are Jewish and so the dad he, he of course is like against it from day one like Charles against Charles Lindbergh and like this guy's a fucking bigot and he's gonna fascist yeah he's a fascist and he's gonna ruin our lives and Lots of other characters. Winona Ryder's in it. She plays the aunt, sis the sister of his, of the main dude's wife. And I'll say this about, I think Winona Ryder, Winona Ryder is a bit overrated as an actress. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not really impressed sure. with yeah. a lot of shit she does. She seems to always sort of play the same naive bitch. <laughs> but, I mean... The more I watch her, especially now, like in Stranger Things and in this show, I mean, she doesn't do a bad job, but the entire time I'm watching her, I'm like, this is Winona Ryder delivering mm -hmm. lines. I don't know. I'm just not impressed. Okay. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I, I don't disagree. You know, the plot to the show reminds me of uh, is a book that our father uh Gavin Reedfellow he um told me about it's an Orson Scott Card book who's like his favorite author uh called I think it's called The Redemption of Christopher Columbus okay. and it's basically an alternate history where 
Christopher Columbus didn't come to America and didn't fucking take shit over and rape and pillage and all that fucking shit. And then uh, and what ends up happening is uh, I think it's like it shows like how the future plays out if he didn't do that and how like the Aztecs rise up from like South America or whatever and end up taking over. And then now there's like beheadings are still a very popular thing in like <laughs> modern society or some shit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's all to make the, this the redemption of Christopher Columbus. Uh, motherfucker. That's yeah. Funny. I don't know. So showing Chris Columbus as being a, Be a thankful. A nipper in the bud. A nipper of the bud of, of savagery. Christopher Columbus was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a good, good man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's almost an He's impossible story to write. Man. Writing it either way is going to be like, oh, come on. I feel like when you're just going to write a book to be like, here's a possibility, an alternative future possibility yeah. or reality. Like, if you write it like everything is now great and peaceful, then it's like, Okay, we get it. You hate America. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you write it the other way, like how he wrote it, then it's, yeah, like, it's like, oh, you're an apologist. Because I thought you were going to say, like, this is sort of remind me of a Man in the High Castle, which is just like the alternative reality of if we, which is a Philip K. Dick novel, I think, but Amazon made a show where if we lost the war, World War II and the Nazis won. And so that's mm. where that universe takes place. This is a little more nuanced than that. I feel like that show, I only saw the first couple episodes, but it was a bit extreme. Um, I mean, if the Nazis won, then yeah, shit would probably be bad. Actually, shit would probably be bad at first. It'll be bad, really bad for some people, but great for others. <laughs> 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 oh no, definitely God. bad, but like, um, but like where the cinematography is like dark, like, like the fucking everything's right, very right. dark and shit as opposed to uh, this is, this show is created by David Simon, who also is the creator of the wire and Treme, other great HBO series. And so I feel it has that caliber of nuance where it's like, it shows you how someone could believe mm-hmm. this side that eventually because is like the bad side but like there's like a rabbi in this played by john Totoro, who is all for charles Lindbergh getting elected and like actually says like he's not he doesn't hate the jews he wants us all to get along mm-hmm. and then but of course the dad is like sees right through the bullshit and he's like you're saying you want the jews to become more american and stuff so he's like motherfucker we are american yeah like <laughs> this there isn't a better, a different America. Just just because we live in New York doesn't mean Kentucky is more American than us. Like, yeah. like he mm-hmm. understands that fucking horseshit of real America. You got to be real American. And this was like, yeah. I thought it was a great show. It's a slow burn of a show. I was bored as fuck for the first couple episodes, but then I, then I felt like it was okay. Is it, where is it? Is it the last HBO? episode is great. It's packed full of Yeah, that's stuff. what I'm saying. It's just, it, it, it starts slow. It has to build the foundation. Uh-huh. And then it, it gets 
I think it's really well done as far as like there's a kid in that show who is perpetually permanently anxious like yeah <laughs> always frightened look on his face it's it's sort of child actors crazy. you know child yeah. actors you never know what you're gonna get like all right <laughs> you wait where did you say you watched it hbo it's on hbo and what is it called again the plot against america i started rewatching. uh the Last Dance. Nice. With uh, I've Ian about and Nicole. <laughs> they hadn't seen it? No, they haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. And they so did. It just dropped on Netflix for those of you who are interested. Uh, you don't have to stream it off of ESPN anymore. Do they cut uh, out so all yeah. of those weird fucking recreations of old news clips but like for the modern day like that guy going on like being like like the state farm or whatever yeah they cut all that out yeah yeah yeah. that's gone that's fucking gone because that's the worst now it's like of watching it on youtube yeah Yeah. fire man yeah that i mean that's the best doc of the year it's fucking so dope we've only seen the first episode i'm i'm so stoked to watch it again then we decided we decided to go ahead and and plop on an episode of uh (laughs) Hannibal. Oh my we decided we'll talk fuck. about one sure. Hannibal episode a week. It's, we're, we're done with we're done with the whole two Woody Allen movies a week thing. So this now we we're do doing one a week. We're doing one episode of Hannibal a week. This episode. Oh, we've talked about past episodes where the fucking serial killer is a man who likes to uh, take the vocal cords out of human beings to so he can string <laughs> yes. his cellos. Yeah, that's, right. that's his design. People's Designs, this one that we just watched is this serial killer kills 17 people and creates a big elaborate totem pole that he sets up on the beach with their bodies. (laughs) I mean, and and of course, us as viewers have become quite desensitized at this point to just the savagery. Yeah, it's like you you can't, you can't continue to like be as like oh fuck you know every episode not like the main character like every episode has a like the most insane serial killer of anyone's lifetime featured right like we wouldn't (laughs) stop talking about this guy for the rest of yeah humanity right this is so insane Mm -hmm. i mean it's too much (laughs) like you would forget about John Wayne Gacy, <laughs> Ted Bundy, all these people would become yeah. fucking who? Yeah. <laughs> if if the totem pole massacre killer <laughs> was a real thing. And the right. cello <laughs> fucking chords. And stringer. this is supposed to take place at a universe with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. You know? And that's just where it's like yeah. the menacingness of Hannibal Lecter, the lore behind him is so like it's scary on Tales. its own of just this idea of this guy who's going around eating people, but like incredibly intelligent and and mm-hmm. and just like border like behind glass in an anthony hopkins like don't walk up to even the glass that he's behind because he'll probably find a way to kill you yeah like it, it's that intellectual mind fuck of just the scariness of how dangerous this person is and so it's almost it's more psychologically scary the whole yeah. the, the world of hannibal lecter that's what i got that's what I get from like how great those movies are. Mm-hmm. With this yeah. show, it's like you know what's you know what's scary? Showing you crazy, <laughs> fucking gory 
cut up out of this world dismemberment eyes like, like set up that's like, how they're trying to scare us yeah and then like presented in some sort of art form they're always cut up and 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 made into right. something it's, it's angels to me, or totem poles or cellos or it it, it does <laughs> it, it does it's doing two things simultaneously it's one giving you the serial killer's acts as as trying to scare you not the serial like there's nothing we hardly ever see the serial killer himself throughout the episode until like the end or some shit so they're never scary as a person they're not Mm -hmm. it's just like we're supposed to be like a little grossed out a little freaked out by the the acts that they commit which are gross i'll give them that but you just get so desensitized watching this and it's just like enough there's there's no there's no (laughs) like mind fuckery of of the whole like right like once once you're sensitized or desensitized i mean then what's like what's left right there's no sense of dread of like fuck like imagine mm-hmm. if this was like a real thing like there's it's so fantastic it's like, all right this is the this is the premise of this one you know and it's right, right off the bat yeah you know first right, first, the first scene, scene is usually every time and act. you're like all right it, hannibal is now like a likable i mean it's like you even prefer- if they do end up diving into hannibal which they kind of started to for an episode and then stopped uh which i get it's like you know if hannibal's gonna be a serial killer for multiple seasons not you know mm-hmm. it can't just like it can't like he can't get caught episode six but like it's just so like i don't know how it would even be in the context of what's going on it loses its drama. Right. And it's it's like Hannibal's the only serial killer alive who's smart enough not to get caught. Who's like, <laughs> who's killing people and also not like fucking doing some sort of crazy elaborate <laughs> check me out moves. I don't know. It's it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's just, I don't know. It's fucking... It gets laughably retarded. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> but it's also the main character, Will's fucking, he's always so him. empath. I hate him. He's such an empath. He's always so mm. over the top disturbed where it's like, we get it. Like, of course, as an actor, you got to be like, if you, if you as a fucking human being in this world saw a totem pole of dead bodies, <laughs> you'd be fucking flipping out. Mm. But because they desensitize you and because this guy sees it all, I just, it's, it's so hard to buy his foe. Oh my God. Like, it's just the most yeah. crazy. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, man. Like, <laughs> we get it. They're, they took all of their writing and put it into what, what's the craziest thing yes. we can write as far as like a way you can be a serial killer? Mm-hmm. And they took it all, and so there's no fucking energy, I feel, put into the actual, like... Dialogue? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why not have one serial killer, Mm -hmm. aside from Hannibal, who has some cool, clever thing that he does? Yeah. You know, like Red Dragon does. Or even Silence of the Lambs. Like, you have the Buffalo Bill. But, like... Why not take that and stretch it out over a season? You know, maybe you have a new one every season who's alongside Hannibal. Yeah. Like that way to me idea. would be interesting. Yeah. And so it's like, 
you can actually focus on the writing of like how things play out and not just like this episodic fucking actually sounds like a good idea but it's not even <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it does but like okay it's like the whole point is just to shock you in the beginning because like the solving of it like is kind of just like a throwaway always like it's not mm-hmm. I mean, it's Clever. it's so uninteresting. Yeah, the solving, especially the mm. scene, because of course, right after the it's formulaic. Right after they show you the crazy murder scene, they jump right into now they're in <laughs> the same the same underground concrete autopsy room <laughs> with the with the autopsy team. You know, there's the Asian lady, there's the gay man, mm. there's the whatever, and they're always in these scenes throwing bullshit dialogue at each other like oh you know most sealer killers are middle children oh could be a good also good politicians are middle children like just weird stupid dialogue like that that's just like Mm -hmm. meant to be like it's just filler basically and so they have that and all of them are just i mean i don't want to say they're bad actors they have nothing to work with the writing is just (laughs) so like deliver this bullshit and and I I always have questions when I'm watching it because these these serial killers are over, like throughout the country, like they take places in all different countries. But for some reason, somehow, even if it's 17 bodies on a totem pole, all the bodies end up same in the next team. scene in that same, same cement team, room, same same process, same yeah. area. It's like I get you can fly all the evidence to this one room, but it's like what? This just doesn't <laughs> seem like a real thing. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, it seems like a, almost like a waste of t- like if there's a real ser- serial killer out in the loose there, mm-hmm. it just seems kind of uh, not a good uh, use of your time to always be flying to this yep. autopsy room so that he can close his eyes and empath his way into the, <laughs> to the scene and just solve it. Yep, he, he just sees it. He sees it happen. Stupid. It really does sound like. I mean, the way you guys describe it and the fucking who gives a shitness about it, it, it reminds me a lot of. It sounds like it's like a uh, like Criminal Minds or like fucking these kinds of fucking shows that are. Yeah. What's the other one that's like Criminal Minds? Like it. That CSI. Is fucking, yeah. They're just not good. A lot of people really like uh, really like the those shows. Mm-hmm. I, and a few of them do good. a few of those episodic shows that have like an arc to them are good, but it also it always depends on the writing. Like House was, I thought was a great show. Right, agreed. And Love that House. that's one of those shows where yeah. some, yeah. I mean, some they definitely up the ante a lot as far as like some crazy rare yeah. disease. And I will say, I mean, with House, I think the first like two, maybe three seasons even do they get it gets old. It gets old, it and then I agree. they introduce they, but they 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 course correct, and then they fucking came up with some cool shit, and really dive into the characters more after that point, and it becomes a super super dope show, and it saves it. But there is a point there, even even being like, I think I started watching that show when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and feeling that way, you know what I mean? I yeah. have like super refined. They're always taste they're always like, like, is it Jesus lupus? Christ. Is it lupus? Is it lupus? Yeah. It's never and lupus. And it's always, yeah. Then they go away. They run with something, and that 
that cure actually fucks them up more. They didn't mean to, and they have to fucking go back to the drawing board, and then they fucking right. house has no, some yeah, weird fucking yeah. destructive self-destructiveness that ends up helping him figure out <laughs> the fucking Yeah, he does thing some off-the-board, the completely illegal thing that saves the person. But Right, every single fucking Dope episode. intro, that show. And you always know, like, oh, they're yeah, applying... massive attack. They're applying a fucking... Uh, they're applying a treatment, and, and we're only... 20 minutes into the episode, definitely yeah, not, not going to work. work. Definitely yeah. not going to work. Right, right. The treatment doesn't work until 42 minutes into the I like it, show. though. I like House. It's great because of the writing, because House he is such a fun character great. to watch because yeah. he's such a dick, but yes. he's also funny. Yeah. And just it's, it's an interesting premise of him being a super genius. You like to watch super geniuses if it's yes. done well, especially when you're doing something like medicine, which the yeah. majority of the population is not well-versed in. So right. everything they're saying sounds super smart. Yeah, and he has fl- flaws. He's a flawed, flawed character. He's a flawed, flawed man that you love. You love to hate, and you love to love. Yeah, Hugh Laurie coming hard, Hugh coming Laurie. very. <laughs> um, uh, what's another show that's like that? An episodic show. There's a million of them, but that's good. Oh, uh, the Good Wife. The good. Uh, that's the other one I actually thought of. Then I the forgot. The Good, good Wife is wife. fucking super good. That's another one. Every so show good. is a new court what case. What about like uh, Damages? Never seen it. Did you it. call that episodic? Uh, I saw the first season. I don't remember. I, I sort of fell out, out of love. I remember getting a little too extreme. It does get pretty nuts, but I remember liking Damages. I remember I don't, not hating I, 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 Their fifth season, I don't think I ever finished their fifth season. I don't remember. They must have switched networks because in the fifth season, they start dropping F-bombs like it's nobody's business. <laughs> like they were finally allowed to. So it just really like took me out of it. I was like, what the fuck? I, I got so used to it, and all of a sudden. I thought they did always drop F-bombs. Like It was no, almost like the no, rated no. R, the good wife. No, it definitely was more gritty than the good wife, for sure, but they weren't maybe dropping was, F-bombs. Maybe they were on FX first, and they moved to like Showtime or something like that. But That's uh, probably what it was. But uh, I remember watching it like on Showtime, but it might have been after they made the move. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's what, what's her face? Um, Glenn Close. No, not not Glenn Close. The the other lady. She's in a Instant Family. Rose Byrne. Yes. Yeah. 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 Burn. I don't know how to pronounce Burn. Her last name. Burn. Rose Byrne. It's B Y. So. <laughs> Byron, 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 Byron. <laughs> instant families, Rose Byrne. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, but I, I really liked like medical shows and legal shows a lot. I, we were just talking about this. Did day. I talk about this on the podcast when we were talking about the Jinx? Yeah, about how I really like those shows, those fucking murder shows, only when it's like heavily involved with the court mm-hmm. drama of it. Yeah, those are when yeah. I mentioned, and especially if it's like one case where it's like you get deep into that case. But yeah. I, I hate the serial killer shit. I don't like those fucking. We're gonna have to finish this. Um, I'll be gone in the dark. The the finale yeah. is tonight. But when it just goes into like murder after like this is all the disgusting shit this guy did. I'm like okay, <laughs> I'm not really interested in his story, but uh, I'm interested in her story. But. Uh, <laughs> Like the legal ones, 
where it's like going into the court case and it's like, did he do it? And it's ambiguous. And then it's like, woo, 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 who, who done it? And did more evidence is introduced. Yeah. And, and it's like, then the twists of like, oh, um, they're jailed, but now like, does, do, is the appeal going to go through? Is it mm-hmm. not going to go? That shit, that, that grips me. And we definitely watched the oh, whole series shit. of one of those bad boys. Yeah, this... we we've just fucking oh. cruised through it. We watched it in a day. Well, okay. we woke up at seven six. I got a um a butt dial at six forty a.m. on a Saturday from one of my coworkers. Right. We start. We watched the first episode. Uh, was it the first episode you fell asleep during? Like yeah, yeah, it was like twenty minutes oh, yeah, before the end. Oh yeah, we did. We started watching it on Friday. I thought we watched Friday. it all in the morning. But to I'm Morgan's credit, this is the only thing she fell asleep during, and it was already <laughs> really late, and so it wasn't like a fucking tiff thing. And Thank it, you. mind you, it's never a tiff thing if she just tells me like I'm getting sleepy. Let's turn this off. That's fine. <laughs> that's never it's never the problem if she does that. But uh, he d- that's he what doesn't happened. beat me if that happens. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> but uh, we started watching the first episode. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be great. It's called. Outcry. 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 And it's a Showtime documentary series that follows, what's his fucking name? Um, Greg. Greg, Greg Kelly. Kelly, thank you. Greg Kelly. And yeah, so we watched the whole thing Saturday, from Saturday it, morning. It was excellent. It's from six to fucking whatever. It's, a, it's five episodes of this kid, this high school kid who gets convicted of molesting a four-year-old, a four-year-old boy, and mm. this show—let me tell you, this is fucking—it's so good. Gold. I mean, really? I mean, it's just—I mean, it's right up my alley as far as like the whole. You think he's guilty? You think he's in, like maybe he's innocent though? Give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Watching the court case un- unroll. I and, almost and you cried. get a beginning, you get a middle, and it and it. The, you get the end. You get the end. I mean, if you weren't in the room it a, and it, it wasn't. Is it a documentary or yes. is, it a, yeah. is it fiction? No, it's a documentary. Oh, okay. This actually happened. Um, yeah, I think I would have cried in in that moment if, if it wasn't so early and you weren't there, I think. I'm pretty sure. That's Which definitely moment? The moment where you see his name is on the list. Oh, I thought you said early. Early in the show. No, I mean early in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> My hormones haven't built up enough. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of emotional moments. I mean, of just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's it is And a lot of like you really hate this person. Oh, you really like this person. Yeah. A lot of like it's so good, dude. I, I mean I don't even wanna like Damn. spoil it. You can watch it in the day. Easy. We did. <laughs> we so watched. I, I mean Watching things through the day is actually not easy for me on this end. <laughs> it's actually That's pretty right. difficult. You got a crazy schedule. Um, uh, what did I watch? I watched uh, Flash Gordon. Have you ever seen Flash Gordon? No. I don't know if I've seen Flash Gordon. Isn't there a Flash, just The Flash, a show? Yeah, The Flash and Flash Gordon are two different characters completely. Oh, Flash Gordon totally isn't the fast guy? Right. Okay. Um, I had never known much about Flash Gordon. You hear him referenced in pop culture here and there. Uh, there's the theme song is, Flash! Ah! Something of the universe! Something like that. Yeah, and it's by Queen. Yeah, isn't that the theme of Flash? 
Like no. the theme for the DC character? N- false. Um, but uh, common mistake, I feel like, because I definitely felt uh, the same way. I'd always thought Flash, Gordon, and, like, I don't know why. I just always thought they're the same person. Like, his super identity is something Gordon. Gordon, or, like, Gordon something. But that's actually not true. Uh, the Flash's name is Wally West, I believe. Uh, and Flash Gordon is a different guy. Uh, it's an It was, like, an old comic from the 30s, and they made a movie in the 80s. I think they made a TV show in the 50s. Anyways, a movie in the 80s. Queen does the soundtrack, and uh, we were looking for a movie. Who is he? What's like, his oh, occupation? I've never seen it. Flash Gordon? Yeah. Flash Gordon is a, he's a quarterback for the New York Jets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this movie's fucking awful. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. It's is it is even it, for is it fictional 80s. or is it a true thing? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fictional. He's the defender of the universe. He's like a fucking hunky fucking blonde haired. Okay, so it is like a comic book like thing. It's not yeah. okay. But it is totally separate from DC Marvel. I think it's his own fucking thing. And his name is Flash Gordon. And he's just a normal guy. He's just a regular, all-American guy who's just trying to get some. And fucking... He, by happen happenstance? Yeah. Happen chance? <laughs> happenstance? Uh... Gets fucking strapped into a rocket with an ex-Nazi scientist and some hot chick, and they fucking rocket into fucking outer space. And immediately when they get into outer space, uh, there's like a fucking nebula, black hole-looking fucking thing, like right next to the Earth. It's not they didn't travel far at all, and they fly down this thing, and it transports them to this other fucking place. And there's this uh, fucking it's a bad it's it's awful. There's this fucking overlord guy named Ming who is definitely feels like a shot at Chinese people and but he's a white guy he's a bald white guy with very eccentric uh, <laughs> fucking eyebrows and he uh, uh, he's he rules over these different kings it, it's like a weird it's like a poorly done mixture of like Star Wars and like the Wizard of Oz and it's just fucking bad. All the acting is terrible. Uh, yeah, it's fucking. It's not. It's not good. There's some pretty funny parts in there though, because of that. But uh, yeah, so worth the watch. movie rental of the <laughs> week. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. All right. Fuck it, hey man. You watched lots of fun shit. You're watching lots of fun shit over there. Yep. And also rewatched the last thing I watched was uh, I rewatched Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Oh my god, I love Nicole. it! It's, it's one so of my good. favorite things I've watched this year for sure. Very funny, very funny. It's worth rewatches if you guys are interested. All right, but you're watching Out Cry this week, correct? Um, I will try to get to it. I have Titanic. I need to watch. No, nope, I also it, have Out Cry comes first. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon. What else oh, did yeah, you guys right. recommend for me? Peanut Butter Falcon's really good. But Outcry we need to talk about, so that's that's top priority. Okay. Yeah, everyone watch Outcry okay. so we can talk about it next week yes. when it'll be out of 
fucking my interest by yeah. then, but whatever. Well, do do you want to talk about it now? I didn't mean to like sidetrack your own. You guys thing. can talk about it's. I don't know if I'll be able to fucking. I want to try my best to try and fucking do that for you. Well, I mean, I don't want to like go deep, deep into okay, it. Okay, let's do it. Let's go j- mild deep. Okay, we'll just we'll just touch on this. <laughs> so just to go over a little bit, I mean, we'll go in the I guess, shallow end. Well, I guess the main thing is very quickly into the show, you start to be like, this guy's probably innocent. Yeah. It's like you keep an open mind, of course. I feel like in the beginning of these, like this guy went, he gets convicted. He's you know, you know he's in prison because he's a talking head yeah. in the beginning of it. Like he's in prison garb and talking to the documentary people. Yeah. Mm. About his experience. And he's only, what, 22 in, the, in that scene? Yeah, he's been in, he's in prison, prison for three years. Yeah. At that point? Because mm-hmm. he went in at 19. So he gets convicted of this crime. And of course... There's no documentary made about someone who actually got convicted, went to prison, and then it was, it's an open and shut case. You know, <laughs> you'll you'll, sure. you'll you'll make a documentary about someone who didn't go to prison, which is like well they should have. Hence mm-hmm. OJ, hence the jinx. Yeah, and then you'll mm-hmm. have the opposite where it's like this oh, person yeah. might be innocent and they yeah. went to prison. Yeah, and he's like this really talented high school school football player it's in texas so big football state and he's like he's really good Mm -hmm. he's a fucking hero there and he's a good student like a lot of potential you know yeah and he's like yeah he's driven Mm -hmm. he's like just like a good dude like people like him in the community and he seems like he's not an asshole he has a really hot girlfriend you know and Mm -hmm. he's just he's popular and then he his dad gets sick has a stroke has a stroke and his mom also gets sick too and so he has there's these family friends who offer to uh house him this family friend who runs a daycare out of their home and then um at one point one of the children who go to that daycare tell their parents that they were molested and then there's the um, the outcry video of like the room, the CAC interview, the CAC interview, where the this kid talks to like a counselor who's asking him questions about it, and he's like, child advocacy, and, and the child sure enough says like he put his pee pee in my mouth, uh, and there who did? And he's like Greg, and they're like, okay, like Greg put his pee pee in your mouth and stuff, and it's very like. All right, this seems pretty. Uh, there's only one Greg. Who, yeah, who's around there? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so. and that's not something that's like you would make up unless it happened to you. Like a four-year-old's yeah. not going to say that. Well, that's the that's the argument is like yeah. them saying like a four-year-old's not just going to be like say these things yeah. unless they have direct mm-hmm. experience of it and stuff. So. Without going into too much detail about how this thing gets unwrapped, because it's it's complicated. But that detective is a fuck. But there's another detective who does a second inter- who does an interview with a, a second child who comes forward saying that he was molested by Greg. And well, he this didn't is a, say that. Right. Well, that's what they're claiming. Yeah. And a second child comes forward, 
and like that's once you have two kids saying that you did it's almost like this is open and shut like one kid okay maybe some, maybe there's a misunderstanding a mis- but... yeah but once you have two it's, it's it's almost like this guy's gonna burn you know so yeah uh this detective i mean he he's he's such a fucking he's such a piece of shit he's a piece of shit he walks into this room, same room that you see the first interview uh, with the first boy and, and this counselor woman who seems to do an adequate job. Um, mm-hmm. But this second kid walks in, and it's, I don't know how, it's like three weeks later or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe further. He walks in, gun on the whole... Uh, gun on his hip. Gun very prominently Jesus. displayed on his hip. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, he sits down like he's talking to a perp that he's, like, interrogating. Yeah. And he's just like... Listen here, son. Like <laughs> you're gonna tell me what happened to you, boy. <laughs> what the? F- I'm exaggerating that, but it's like he. It's, you might as well. Mm-hmm. He might as well have just been like, "All right, so did right. he? Did he? Did he take his dick out? Like, yeah. Did he put his pee pee in your mouth? Like, right. tell me. Like, <laughs> out with it, boy. Like, <laughs> and th- and then very Christ. leading questions, just like, "All right, mm-hmm. so uh, he put he put his dick in your mouth, and then the kid's like, no, and he's like. Did he put his pee in your mouth? He's, no, he says, how many times? Yeah, how many times did he and put his so pee And so now he's like, I have to give a number. He's like, did he put it in once or more than once? Right. Yeah. He, he's like, yeah. once. <laughs> so it's just like, he's giving him like, <laughs> yeah, option A or option B. Yeah. Like, you either, right. he either did it or he did it a lot, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so it's such, it's the, it's like the worst possible way you could possibly interview a four-year-old right, to but get the it, truth. Right, but it comes yeah. out that, the whole thing was instigated by him to begin with to have a second kid because he told the the DA or whatever that no not the DA the prosecutor yeah the DA DA okay I thought that was defense attorney no district um, attorney district attorney yeah okay uh, told her like um, you know it'll strengthen the our case like if we have this second kid so yeah, i'm so gonna they did a whole press conference mm-hmm. of like this yeah. person has been has said that uh greg kelly has molested them if there's anybody in the community who has inf- more information about their kid being molested there could be more cases out there so please come forward like they make this big announcement and then mm-hmm. he this fucking bullshit And then detective. no one comes forward for weeks. Yeah, no one. And then he decides to call this family, and we don't know what happens there. Yeah. There's no, like, that's behind closed doors. And all of a sudden, there's another kid who's showing up into this room, and he's asking very leading questions on this kid. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Mm. It's insane. And, uh, but I won't go into all the details. But in the, of- in the trial, I mean, that second kid ends up, retracting his yeah yeah like they and it's like a live like yeah he's like on the stand basically but you can't just throw a four-year-old kid in the middle of a courtroom so it's a closed circuit tv where he's in a room almost not i don't even know if he's knows he's being broadcasted to the courtroom yeah but it's live and he's being like you know asked that he's a witness on the stand like okay so did he do it and he's like no like he's like completely <laughs> telling him, like no I, I made it up i'm lying and so then of course the fucking prosecutor's like okay that's all the questions we have <laughs> like or whatever mm. but uh so there's that trick anyways he ends up getting convicted um and then it goes over um the show goes into like what happens after that. like he waves his right to appeal 
because because they tell- he wants to get the minimum of so it's 25 years to life yeah they talk about he talks about how this is a worse sentence than a murderer gets because it's super aggravated Assault, uh, sexual assault, assault of a minor or yeah. something like no mm. parole it's not just like sexual assault it's not just child molestation or whatever yeah right? it's, it's like, like it's super aggravated because the kid was under five or something like yeah that. it's like i think six is like the mm. cutoff yeah and so six okay i guess sure. so <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't decide between this five and six bullshit <laughs> Right, but it's it's just it's funny. I was like, once yeah. once you're six, now it's like right. okay, different you, crime. You can come out of prison, <laughs> but <laughs> but if it's super aggravated, then it's it's twenty five to life, no no chance, chance of, of, of parole. parole. So he gets wow, he gets that, and then in order they tell him to make it like to, in order to make a deal, um, we can after he gets convicted, like before they try to do a plea bargain, where they before like, they do the sentencing. Like before the trial, they try to get him to do a plea bargain oh. of like you can do two years prison, ten years probation, and then you have to re- be a child sex offender for oh, life right, registry right, right. sort yeah. of thing. And he's like, "No fucking way, I didn't do this." Yeah, he's um, he's very adamant about yeah. his innocence. Yeah. And then he goes to trial, loses, and then they tell him, "You can if you waive your right to appeal, we'll give you the minimum sentence of twenty five years. So you'll be out when you're forty four or something." And then. He just is like overcome with emotion, and he's 19, and he's like, "I don't know what to do." And he's and he mm-hmm. waves. He basically His says, "Family." He it, says, "I'll let my family decide for me." Yeah. Like he, he's like, "I can't make this decision." So he mm-hmm. lets his family decide, and they say, "Yeah, give him." Like we want to right. see him. We want to see him eventually. So he gets 25 years, no chance of parole, and has no chance of appealing. And so it's fucked. like fucked. <laughs> You're fucked, dude. Yeah. And then damn. Uh, so that's almost like that's sort of like the beginning. I feel like that's yeah. like almost the episode, the end of episode one or two. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. And so all of the, everything that takes place after that is like this crazy situation of this guy Justice. gets involved. Ju- What's the dude's name? Oh my god, I hate him. I don't know his name. <laughs> this guy out of the Jake? blue sees sees all because it's very highly Ugh. publicized. This all happened, by the way, in two thousand and thirteen. This is when it started. And mm. it comes like the show ends in 2020, January yeah. 2020. But yeah, no, the, a guy gets involved who who sees it on, on in the media, and he's like, "There's something not right about this. I want to get involved." And he never tells you like what he does for a living. No, it's he's, fucking strange as hell. All he does is basically like whip up attention on social media and like a community of people to like stand outside the prison holding signs, being like, "We believe in you, Greg," and that's like his. I don't understand. Like that's his job, dude. Is to fucking it's so weird. A community organizer, and they give or him like he. It's like he's like looking for the credit of some kind. Like he's kind of a slimy dude, but like yeah. And he just off the bat, without knowing really much anything about the case, he says like I didn't even know him, and he's outside of the prison, like with a megaphone, being like, "Justice for Greg. <laughs> like we need to say it. like free Greg Kelly and like." And he's like saying, he's like doing he's er, admitting, news he's admitting, and, and stuff. he's oh admitting my. to the documentary crew, you know, like I didn't even look into the case at that point. I just knew that something was fishy. So I was like, I was behind him 100% off the bat. It's like, that's kind of weird, yeah. but okay. It's just, yeah. it's just like, I don't understand. See, he's my least favorite part. Of he's that doing a lot of those way. selfie vids in like his car and stuff being like, all right, this is day, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we got to stay strong to, to free Greg. And like, it's just like. <laughs> 
who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But apparently, yeah. I don't. Apparently, it's very important what he did because I guess it draws attention to the case, and then Craig Kelly gets better representation. But I don't even know if that's what happened. I mean, basically, <laughs> what happens is a new DA gets into the. Um, yes, he gets, gets elected. Uh, elected. And, and he is a good man. He's very good. And he fucking looks at the case and he wants to like sort of, I don't know if reopen is not the right yeah. word, I guess. There's, or, lots, there's a legal word, I guess. Okay. Just give it another look. And basically I feel like that's the only way that this got another look because he waived his right to mm. appeal. So like if yeah. they wanted to, the district attorney's office wanted right. to like shut that shit down. They could have easily probably pointed to that wave that I'd appeal be like, you got no shot, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry. But because he's part of the DA now, like he's the head dude, he what, was able to can be I like, ask a question let's look at it. Real quick. He allowed it. <laughs> what sort of a deal is like so they come to him, they go, We'll give you the minimum sentence if you waive your right to appeal. Why? Like fuck because, you! No, Why no. would you ever waive it? Right? It's all because court the court systems are flooded and they're jammed. So anything they can do to just be like, oh. we don't need to come back into the courtroom yeah. to resolve anything else. Like anything they can do to just be like, op sure. open and shut. Like let's shut this. It's done. It's we're done. done. Like there's they're just fucking jam packed. Like yeah. I can't understand that side of it. Like we're fucking flooded, dude. Yeah. We have to fucking we have to have resolutions. But are you asking why? Why would? Like someone like Greg Kelly, like someone on the on the uh, defense, why would they ever actually do that? No, I I understand why they would. I was more asking like why How would is that, that an option? Why would that be yeah. an option? Yeah, like gotcha. who does okay. that benefit? Like it seems like a weird thing. I feel like you should always have a right to appeal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just it gets into the grodiness of like plea bargains and stuff. It's like the only reason why those exist is to yeah. not flood the court. Mm -hmm. But it's like you do this whole thing of actual justice. They or do this like fuck. Yeah, you commit this if you, especially a sexual crime where you have to register on a sex offender's list, like just admit you did it, mm -hmm. and then now you can spend five months yeah. in prison or five months probation. Just some like very doable sentence as opposed to like if you get this goes to court and you lose you're fucked for life like just do this and so it's like the just the difference between the two mm -hmm. like how mm -hmm. tasty of just like fuck i guess i'll just have an experience of where i go to prison yep. and then even though you didn't do it and then everybody of course on social media or wherever is like if you if you're fucking innocent then you don't plead guilty that's yeah. the open and shut of it Mm -hmm. It's just this every single time this happens, there's always those people. Oh, it's, it's even like those people who say, if you confess to the crime, oh, you fucking 100% did it. And please. it's like, it's thanks to these documentaries, I guess, that shine light on like, yeah. here's an instance where that wasn't the case. Yeah, confession. And it actually happens a lot. Interesting. And that's the whole thing about this is like, people are like, we believe the child, we believe the children. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, of course. Of course believe all the children. That's not what the defense is saying. No. They're not saying don't believe the child, believe the defendant. No, they're saying some adults wrong fucked up. Yeah. They're saying some adults fucked up in the interpretation and the investigation of this. Mm -hmm. And maybe, of course the child is not like some fucking malicious kid <laughs> yeah. trying to get someone locked right, up. Right. It's like, but there might be a misunderstanding here. Yeah, they're four. 
or maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe the child was molested, but we have to be sure we have the right guy. Yeah. You know, you don't know what happened. Yep. Yeah. And they that's why we do investigations. Uh, and they didn't do that. There was no investigation, really. He, he did no investigation, dude. This piece of fucking shit. He like obvious things to yeah. investigate, he never did. And it was just like, the kid said, Greg, not even Greg Kelly, but Greg, yeah. and he's the only Greg who lives there. And he has Boom. like no shame about it. He's just like, nope. Because they're like, did you talk to anybody in the house? Nope. Did you collect any evidence? Nope. They, and then they, they ask, ask sorry, they ask him uh, on the stand, what is the purpose of an investigation? And he says, successful prosecution. To successfully Jesus. get a... And then, like, they asked the police, the ch- chief of police guy who was working with him at the time uh-huh. in a separate interview, like, not on the stand, but, like, the, document- the documentary people ask him, like, what, what would you say is the point of an investigation? And, like, he, and he's like, to, to get to the truth. The truth. To get yeah. to the truth and, and get justice. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> And then he's like, and then they tell him. They're like, what do you the- realize that uh, the detective Chris Daly's you know, his answer was to get a successful prosecution? And he goes, How do like, you feel about that? And he's like, and he sort of is like stopped in his tracks for a second. <laughs> he's like, I would, uh, I would, say- I would disagree with that answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. And this, and the Chris Daly guy, the detective, the fuck up, mm-hmm. the fucker. He, I mean, he's on the witness stand. Yeah. When he says that, I know they ask him it's on the witness. Insane. Stand. Oh my god. Why do you do an investigation He's to an get a idiot. successful to successfully prosecute somebody? Yep. Whoa. You're fired, dude. <laughs> like that is not yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah. What is your what is the what is the the goal? To mm-hmm. win. I want to win. I think I he actually right says that the first time. Yeah. No, that's what he says. He says to win. To to prosecute somebody and like he says win for sure. Mm. To win a successful prosecution what or something the fuck? like that. It's like Jesus. Um, terrifying so yeah but like the, yeah the new guy sean dick the new yeah, da we love does, sean dick sean dick i mean he's the first da in like all these shows that are like the guy's probably in is it who's actually like who actually does want to know the truth yeah like he, he doesn't want to yeah. win yes. he's like we have to like a hundred percent if there's an innocent person in prison yeah. we have to do everything we can to, i love him to prove that like, if they are innocent, we got to get them out of there. Yeah. And it's just like, it's 100% mm-hmm. the right attitude. This guy deserves a fucking... Gold star. Golden star. It's a, it's he a fr- deserves some kudos. Yeah, it's a fresh it's a fresh take <laughs> yeah. from, from all these fucking DAs who... And it's just, I've, I feel like just him as an example is nice. Like, oh, it is possible to not just be a DA who feels like you have to, once you get a conviction, to uphold that or else... You're gonna get fired because right. people are gonna find out that you made the wrong right. move. And they're like politicians too. It's very weird. Right. And then right. actively blocking every appeal at every chance yeah. they can be and under the guise of we're I'm protecting the community. There's no way I'm letting this person out back on, on the streets. I fully believe that they're guilty of the crime. And it's like, okay, but don't you think that if there is a shadow of a doubt that maybe some new evidence came in, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to look at that? Yeah. Like, why are you so adamant keeping this person behind bars when there's when there's lots of people out there very adamant that he's innocent? Yeah. And I get that there's a lot of fucking people behind bars who are adamant that they're innocent and they're full of shit, but it's like, I feel like there's, when a, you got a high profile case like <laughs> this that gets a lot of attention, mm-hmm. that it's like, you could have got yeah. this wrong and people are pointing 
it's a legitimate reason. I mean, but you have to do some. It's probably due because it's a high-profile case, and it means that they were wrong. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's, it's just seems like a. Yeah, it's a very selfish attitude. It would be a breath of fresh air to see somebody uh, like Sean Dick. He wasn't the the DA when he the right. kid was sent to prison, so it's not doesn't really reflect that bad on that's him true. to undo it, but. Still. Anyway. And we're skipping over a lot here, but yeah. like it's it's a great mm-hmm. doc. Um I think that's that's good. It's really good. Highly recommend Outcry. Cool. It's a good I'm so glad we found it and watched it. So glad. Let's see what it. Megan is wondering. Okay. Oh. Hey Reed fellas. This one will be short and sweet. I was wondering if you have ever had the impossible burger. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's the fake meat, but it tastes like meat burger that is now at, um, I think it's a Burger King, but it's also at pretty fancy restaurants here in town. So it's becoming popular. I have had it, super disliked it for reasons, but I won't get into it. Yeah. Have you had it? Yes. I mean, I haven't. I feel like not all Impossible Burgers are probably made equally. If if the Impossible sure. Burger that Megan's talking about is the one from Burger King, I can imagine that being pretty gross. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I had one from Root Down, a, a nice restaurant here, and it tastes great. Is this the, like, burger in a vat, basically? No, I don't know what that means. It's not, it's not a, like a... Like it's grown, like a grown out of a, no, like a dish. No, it's made from basically. soy. It's it's a vegan burger. It's not it's not oh. foamy. I imagine that a burger. I thought it was like the real. It's basically cow meat, but it wasn't made from a cow. It was just genetically made and yeah, petri dish. I imagine that's probably once they get that down, it'll taste indistinguishable from a real burger. But this is distinguishable because it's not meat. But they do lots of processing to it Mm -hmm. to make it meat. And the one I had was great because I mean it's. There's probably a lot of grease in it, and there's <laughs> lots of the, like the buns good. Like all the ingredients are good. Like it's mm-hmm. from from a right. good restaurant. So when I had it, I was like, "Yeah, this is great." There's, I mean, it's of course it's not better than like a fucking burger. Shake Shack burger, like sure. But it's it was highly edible. I'd say highly edible. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> but apparently, I mean, I think that they're really bad for you. Like yeah, I've heard bad that. For you. Uh, yeah, I've heard that, and that it makes some people like real sick. Yeah. Like poopy. Because it's like, it, it's basically like mm-hmm. finding a way to make something that tastes really good, delicious, like a burger mm-hmm. that doesn't have any meat or animal products. What a fuckery going on. But, and people think that means it's healthy, but it's yeah. like, no, like. This is not natural. Yeah, Oreos are <laughs> vegan. French fries are vegan. Like there's lots of things that are unhealthy right. <laughs> that are also vegan. And that's the case of the Impossible Burger. It's just a super, it's like, oh, you but that's fine. Like it's, it's like, if you're an advocate for veganism, I can see that being a very, it's like you don't have to like stop eating like deliciously junky food. Yeah, I like cheese. Right. Here are some fucking gross options for you mm-hmm. if you want to be a slime ball, which is funny because it's like to be that way would be like the only reason why you're vegan is because of you want to not harm animals in any way. You don't want to be any part of that. Mm-hmm. But right. you're definitely like, fuck, like, vegan food is gross and I want to <laughs> eat. 
<laughs> but yeah yeah cheese is great i agree with maureen i like eggs yeah a- eggs are in a lot of desserts i, I don't know yeah, eggs and butter real butter mm-hmm. i like things that use milk. whipped cream <laughs> i don't really see the speaking p- of which did we talk about the podcast pick let's do it podcast pick speaking of not being vegan morgan youngin that she is Catching the what kind of fish is that? Fifty pound king salmon. Fifty pound king salmon. Here's a here's a pic of uh, Morgan when she was five years old, Mm -hmm. next to a big catch, which I'm assuming you were told you caught. I it was on my line. (laughs) I did not reel it in, obviously. Um, but I, I forgot that this was what the podcast pick was. I thought it was yeah, your delicious tiramisu still. Um, <laughs> but it works both ways because I have cows on my shirt and I caught a fish, so it's a, it's go. in the vegan vein. There you go. Um, Perfect. I was on the news. This picture was on the news oh. because uh, my dad's. So our our family friends. My dad ended up marrying the wife Shar, uh, but. Reuben, her husband, who died at some point, and then my dad married her, uh, our family friends, we would go there for Thanksgiving and stuff, he was uh, the weatherman for, like, That's Channel... That's a good end. That's a good end. ...fucking two or whatever. And so, yeah. Channel two. So he put me on the news and said I was four, and I was very upset because I was five. Oh. And... Um, oh, he fucked He did up. that so you'd get on the news. It's almost like it's super aggravated five sexual assault. Like, sort of oh, thing. that's the line. Yeah, after four after four years old, now it's like not newsworthy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm touching this fish. It's very big, and uh, I have cows. I have a cow sweater on. It's pretty cool. But yeah, speaking of tiramisu, I guess Morgan, if you want to talk about speaking that. Speaking of tiramisu, uh, I made tiramisu, and it's fucking bomb. dot com. So we have not. I've not been. Making desserts. Cooking corner. Cooking corner. Uh, I haven't been baking because Jordan has decided that we're not eating sugar, which I've cheated several times and had like yeah, chocolate she, chips and stuff. Yeah. But Gummy worms in the pocket. I only she, I only did that one time. <laughs> I only did it sneaking once. A I was sneaking and... them. It was yeah, it was bad. <laughs> uh, Anyway, which is fine with me because I don't. I mean, it's a personal thing that I don't want to eat sugar. I know. But I just tell. I tell. I don't want to have like big things of mm-hmm. sugar available. So if she wants to fucking have Brown. it, where I don't come into contact with it, mm-hmm. fine with me. Um, yeah. But yeah, then I told her I don't. I at least want to make it till August. Yeah. Without eating sugar, so. So I've been waiting. Her, yeah, I told her you can make the tiramisu. And I've been wanting come to on. make tiramisu for years. I've been talking about making tiramisu. Have I not? Yeah, but I haven't for years been preventing you from making it. Oh, I know. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> we were clear on that. It, but it's like it was, I was always kind of like, I don't know if I can do it, you know? <laughs> it involves. Lady fingers. Lady fingers and like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, uh, yeah, so I chefed it up and we have a 9 by 13 <laughs> It's inch so pan it's so it's too much full of tiramisu <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be an undertaking um but yeah it's actually easier than i thought i don't know if you want me to go into the details i honestly don't know if this is interesting to anybody i just at least bringing up the fact that you did it and yeah. it's delicious yeah it's really good so 
hit me up for that we rest. can we can do a side by side so if you good. if you don't i mean if you don't think it'll take away from your no i like the fish photo just all by itself i already sent the tiramisu picture to everybody so oh, okay it's no longer pod exclusive yeah. word yeah thank you for making that and you're welcome breaking my sugar fast i mean i've had little sh- i mean i've eaten like honey oh i also made i have a made. cooking corner failure uh i also made meringues because so i needed eight egg yolks for okay. the tiramisu and i was like okay now i have eight egg whites what can i make with all these egg whites obviously meringue so <laughs> like i mean it's just <laughs> clearly the option uh, and so egg I egg white omelet. That that actually could have also been it was nighttime. Option. It was nighttime. It, it was late. Uh, oh. And so I I made I looked up uh, this recipe for meringue cookies. The first one I first one I found called for eight egg whites, and I was like, hell yeah! So I made that. Nice. And I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure I over whipped it. I don't. I think I might have had some yolk in the egg white that prevented it from forming stiff peaks because I, w- and then I was like, what's going on? It's like, not, it's not, um, s- soliding up. <laughs> and, uh, and I fucking whipped it for forever. And I didn't really care about these because it was a, it was a side bitch. Yeah. Like I'm going to, this. I'm trying to utilize the whole animal here, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, you're vegan. Exactly. And they <laughs> turned out, super fucking weird and only the tops were mm. edible so we ate the tops and threw the rest away so yeah. sugar is upon us yeah yeah diving back into tv i think we only have one more thing to get to on that so we <laughs> we watched <laughs> netflix exclusive we were like let's see what all the f- hubbub is about love on, on the, the spectrum, spectrum. So we watched it all in one night, the whole series. We watched the whole I, series. I don't know what that is. We're good. Well, we'll talk about it. First of all, I mean, we're finishing series this past. I mean, we watched all the plot against America. We saw the whole outcry. We saw uh, fucking a couple movies. And we also saw this entire season of God, Love on yeah. the Spectrum reality show where uh, it goes into the love lives the attempted love lives of people who are on the autism spectrum and now we're getting into hairy okay. territory but sure. <laughs> going into it with like maybe this will be i didn't know funny i don't want to be like laugh at funny <laughs> but like <laughs> but like it's it uh, was i actually i mean uh, i liked the show i did do yeah like the 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 it was funny but it was funny because they're like of like the honesty and sweetness like the earnestness of it or something yeah and it was okay so here's why it's here's why i like it first of all it's in australia yeah which i guess that's i'm indifferent to that but like (laughs) if it was made in america it would have been more along like the 90 day fiance route and it's the exact Mm -hmm. opposite of 90 day fiance in every way and i feel like it has to be like it would be pretty controversial if they were oh, yeah. if they were if they were like yeah. trying to make you laugh at these people, mm-hmm. and which is what Ninety Day Fiance is like. Look how fucking retarded these people are. <laughs> yeah. 
and and they can't do that with love on the spectrum. Well, cause, right, cause cause that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> well, on the nose, but like you can set, you can already see. So, um, <laughs> but opposite in the in the way of like treating these people like they're human beings, treating the sh- the structure of the show where you'll never see the same thing twice. There's no commercial break where yeah. it's like coming up. You never see mm-hmm. anything again. To me, I feel like there's lots of things, they gold they probably had that they didn't show. There's probably oh, lots in the sure. bank. Whereas right. with 90 Day Fiance, you know that they're fucking squeezing every ounce of anything they think is entertaining about yeah. this shit. And to the point where you're seeing it multiple times and it's... Painful. Painful. This is like, you could become interested. You're like, everyone yeah. they jump to, you're like, oh, cool. Like one of the main guys they start off with, his name is Michael. <laughs> oh my God, this guy is a fucking baller. Yeah, He's dude. like... First of all, all of them, really, I mean, it's sad to see just how they can't connect with other people. It is sad. And that, but and they're so... Wanting it. N- wanting it and so nervous. Like The anxiety is, is so is high. And like the awkwardness of the hellos and the goodbyes are like... I, can, I don't know. I'm such an empath, you know? Like I just... <laughs> um, sure. But and it, they are such not... Say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what <laughs> um, is painful. But like, they have this coach that comes in and like they te- they teach them these things like they're like it's math, you know, like it's a lesson, and they memorize mm-hmm. what to do. Or they learn what to do. Right, things that are intuitive to yeah. people who are not on the spectrum of understanding people and how relationships, the ebbs and flows of that goes. Like you they don't know ask what they're interested in like you know so yeah but so these people they're capable of learn they're they're not capable they don't have that intuitiveness but they are capable of understanding that on a like a fucking on a on a intellectual level yes where it's like okay they understand this is what they need to do like a Mm -hmm. a step-by-step process and if they get that it's very apparent in their in the dating that they do (laughs) It's like, yeah, they follow the steps. Yeah. yeah, it's very like procedural. In the- <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can almost, you almost get the sense that all it is is for them at that point, because a lot of them is like, oh, I've never been on a date. I've never mm-hmm. been on a date. You get the sense like if they mm-hmm. go on a bunch of dates, they'll probably actually become pretty good yeah. at doing it. Like, because they'll, they will learn. I don't know about Kelvin. I think Kelvin would learn. Okay. I think Kelvin would do a good job. He at first, at I was video little, games though. Yeah, he's not good. But Michael, <laughs> he's like, He's, a, of course, your typical um, autism dude who has no real filter, and he says what's on his mind sort of thing. And he just does – and he really is, like, kind of a romantic, yeah. but, like, <laughs> doesn't he, th- he thinks of himself more as a, a romantic as he obviously is to an outsider looking in. Yeah. It's obvious, of course. But it's just so funny how, like, he does – it's almost like he knows all the right things. He definitely knows. Like, he knows, like, I want to I want to be a good husband. Like, my goal in life is to be the best husband yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, like, and, and he has, like, this – but never – he doesn't laugh. He's not smiling. He's just saying everything matter-of-factly. Yes. But, like, in, like, the best possible – like, he's just, like, fucking saying things. Like, he's on – he's talking to one chick, and she's like, oh, I was uh, – something happened. And what happened to her in 1997? She was born. She's born in 1997. Yeah. was born in 1997. He's like, that was the year that Men in Black came out. Yeah. Like just like, just like that's that's the. He's like, that's oh awesome. yes, the year that Men in Black came out, and then. Just, no. <laughs> yes, of course. 
And then they're like, so what kind of person are you looking for, Michael? Not a goth? Not a goth. He's so like, <laughs> like, like, uh, firm in his, res- like in his speech, you know, like it's, yeah. it, it, matter of fact, it's hilarious, dude. He is very direct and very, I mean, this guy's great. <laughs> I mean, I recommend he is, he's very prominent in like the first couple episodes and then yeah. less so later on, but just watching the first couple episodes just for Michael alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, it's just gold. Yeah. He's, he says some he's a great, great thing. Great kid. Um, and then the other one that's really unfortunate, but I mean, he's entertaining to watch is Kelvin, who's an Asian boy. <laughs> he's a fantastic artist. Yeah, can like draw. He draws lots of anime shit. Yeah, very good. And but very high anxiety when it's like the idea of dating and stuff. He wants to, but it's like it's this is coming hard. And you could tell that he just has had he's no never, practice. Yeah, it's him and his dad, mm-hmm. his single dad, and you can tell that. He spent most of his time just chilling with dad. Yeah, and dad and, is, and playing on the com- mm-hmm. computer. Computer, <laughs> but uh, you could tell his dad probably leaned heavily into him doing what he already loves and not breaking out of his comfort zone. Yeah, because he gets. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. very good at doing graphic design on the computer, and he probably just never branched out and never learned social skills. Dude, yeah. But he goes yeah. on this date with this chick. So fucking like, funny, dude. And it's and they go to like a Benihana spot where like there's interaction with like the chef mm-hmm. and stuff. And and of course the other chick the other chick is really rude to him. But I say they have like the best date as far as like the banter so between fun. them. It's a fun date to watch. And she's just like, How are you so good with those chopsticks? And he's just like, I'm Chinese. No, he said, I'm a Chinese boy. <laughs> I'm a Chinese boy. <laughs> I just, she's like, Show me how to use it. And like, oh, oh and what would be a normal date, like a girl like asking to for help on using ch- chopsticks? That would be like a nice bonding moment. He's like, "Here, sure. let me show you how to Touch do it." Touch your hand. He's like yeah. full of anxiety on like this, this the prospect well, of having to teach. And her he's how also to use very chopsticks. upset because she's not getting it, and he's like trying not to. He's like, he just, knows he's not supposed to be rude, sort of, but like yeah, he's like, "Look at look, he's look at very, how I do it." He's very stressed <laughs> that she can't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Uh, just uh, do it how I doing uh, it." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. He doesn't know how goes, to I don't want to be a racist or anything, but you're saying computer wrong. Or well, comp- first she's like, she says she says computer. Yeah. And then he's like, what's and he he doesn't understand her. He's like, yeah. what com- what's a computer? I don't. Yeah. What is that? And she's like, a computer. Come on, like I said. And then she's like, I don't want to be racist, but you said computer. Yeah. And then he doesn't understand like. He's like any normal person from the outside looking in is like, no, bitch, you said computer. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just, he doesn't understand what right. you said. <laughs> yeah. He's just. But it, it's just so funny that she it, just is, comes right like, I don't want to be racist, but he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. It's like, what the fuck? And so are these people like that they're going on dates with also on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. they all prefer it because they understand. Yeah. Well, I don't think they prefer it, but they're definitely they say like, yeah, of course I'm open to it because normal people first of all it'd be weird to have a normal person like it almost would be like you would think of it as like almost yeah borderline advantage criminal if it was a guy yeah. who was normal with like a yeah spectrum chick yeah that to me is weird. kind of a weird because you kind of also get the vibe that like i mean i'm depending on who it is right like there, there, it is a spectrum, if you will. Of course, right? Uh, Where they fall in that spectrum. Yeah, but like some of them, 
you know, they don't, they're not, well, Michael actually is not actually interested in having sexual intercourse per se. You know, like you get the feeling (laughs) that they want a partner and maybe they will be intimate at some point, but it's not like, it doesn't feel sexual at all. Of course. Yeah. A lot of them are very scared of that idea. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to spend their life with somebody other than their parents. Exactly. So it's sad, but like, <laughs> it's, uh, I'd say, yeah. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised at the show, actually enjoying it. Some of them were more interesting to watch than others. <laughs> but I would recommend. I want Jamal to watch just the first episode of Michael and send me <laughs> Michael Snapchats. But S- send me, send me. Send you the, the highlights? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's all the stuff we watched. Damn, homie. That's beautiful. I mean, we are already deep into this episode, and we got to still do Morgan's H2 over. Yep. What is it? I got a couple, but I'll go with this one. So I was H2 over. I, I, re- I noticed on the uh, fucking podcast app, the Apple podcast app, that Reed Fellas... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as like all the old episodes at first, when I first looked at it, it was like 33 was the, was the oldest you can go back oldest to. You go, thank you. Um, and then this weekend I was looking at it again and it was like 43. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? And well, every week we're pushing it further and further. Right. Obviously that's what's going on. There's, a, there's some sort of episode limit that is being restricted. Uh, and I was like, that's unacceptable. I want all of the archives available to the listeners uh, to do deep dives. And um, even though they're available on the website, but that's unrealistic. Unrealistic. Uh, So I just started looking up like what could cause this, right? Anyway, long story Mm -hmm. short, fucking three hours later, all the podcasts are now available on uh, Apple iTunes. She did it. More so, again. Manager, manager. Podcast manager. I, I had to uh, adjust the settings in WordPress. It uh, probably definitely fall under my purview. It did a little bit. And to, to that's fix, why. But I was just, I don't know. And then logging in, I was like, I was so fucking scared that I was going to mess something up. That, and Jordan would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have bothered me. And I so it took me a files. very long time to to do because it was very. I looked up every like, if I press this, like, what exactly does this mean? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Very scared, <laughs> but I did it. Thank you. And there's gonna be some button that you just misinterpreted you. as a delete all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm super stoked about that. Um. Yes, you, you did it. You I did, did it. it. I so solved it all by myself. All Reed Fellows episodes are now available to you in your podcast app. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's iTunes. This is an H2 over that was resolved. You know, I know. You're just over and you're fu- it's fucking on and You two. know what, well, if Jamal, she wasn't that's over a, it, that's a, the horizon. If she wasn't over it, she wouldn't have fixed it. Exactly. Jamal, right, that's a right. great point. Um, this H2 over really shows my growth, you know? Uh, something yes. something bothered me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is this something I can change, um, or just something I cannot change and must accept?" And I was like, "This is something right. I can possibly change." Like, Fuck that! So I'm gonna uh, do something about it. You're, yeah, you're gonna at least gonna find out if you can, and exactly. sure enough, you fucking did it. New you development. Overcame. 
when she's H2 over, <laughs> if she can change, she change. Mm-hmm. We're working on acceptance, but change, change I can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Change the things I can. I'm also H2 over if, uh, holy fuck. I just have to talk about this briefly. The Yankee Candle website. <laughs> I've been buying extraordinary amounts of Yankee Candles, spending way too much money on them. Uh, oh, my God. Should I? It's hard to even explain without showing you the page. You should just say this. We're, we, we got... Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll do it later. Uh, this is going long. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. what, i don't want to hear about the yankee candle website okay All right. save that for next week <laughs> you do not got time for the yankee candle website oh, fuck you All right. <laughs> fuck it. with your oh gripes and the yankee candle i was totally 100% with you with your fucking fix of the podcast <laughs> I'll give a fuck you already <laughs> listened to the spiel that's why you don't care yeah I, fuck man read fellas what about or, we got it? Or, or we got a couple of suggestions yeah. now. Uh, mm-hmm. It hasn't been decided upon. I, I know. Bringing it up, it's time for the reading segment. Hannah came up with a very good suggestion. Very good. Good reads. Good reads. Not bad. Right. No, there's no jingle with it. We'd right. have to come up with something. Mm-hmm. But as a name, not bad at all. Not, not bad. Pretty good, actually. Love it. Um, then Jamal. Because he's reading flowers for Algernon, which oh, yeah. there's a retard who misspells things. He spells a uh, uh, reading with two e's in it <laughs> in the thing, and it's Jamal suggested. Uh, go watch. Go. You can bring it up, Jamal, if you, if, if you want. Uh, I, do you have it handy? <laughs> I don't remember what it says. Oh, it's it. it's reading for slow adults, which is definitely not going to be the segment name, right? But no, but, but it's R E E D. Yeah, reading for slow adults. That's funny. Because I don't think we can take that man. That's a cultural appropriation if we start calling ourselves slow adults. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. Love on the spectrum. But Goodreads. Um, then of course. Love on the spectrum. Yeah. Love on the spectrum. But yeah, no. It's, oh yeah, that it's time for read, fellas. R e eighty. We. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still my favorite. I read. I'll just jump into my shit. <laughs> I'm not saying you guys haven't read shit. I haven't read shit. I, I have nothing to say, so go ahead, guys. Definitely have. Um, I read the book one of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. I bought those the for you for your B-Day. B-Day gift from Morgan. I read book one, The Gunslinger. Um, Stephen King says himself <laughs> that it's like he wrote it in like the 1980s or whatever. Um, or 1979. Anyways, he then he rewrote it. To 1997. It. That's the year Men in Black was that <laughs> came out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the year of Men in Black's release. But long story short, he 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 wrote these very separated throughout the years, and then he went back before he released the last three. Uh, he went back and rewrote the f- number one, The Gunslinger, which is the one I just read. And um, because he wanted to fix some things, and also he said he was very young when he wrote it, and he wanted to take out a lot of ad- unnecessary adverbs. And so it doesn't really change the core of the story, but he's like, for people who haven't read it at all yet, like he wanted to do some polish. So technically book one is written newer than books two through 
four. Um, but I read that, and then I, then I also read book two, The Drawing of the Three, in the series as well. <laughs> so I've read the first two, and the first one, yeah, it's, this first one definitely feels like a setup to a larger... There's eight books in all. Um, the first one feels like a setup. The second one, it gets it gets interesting. Like, it starts to be like, okay, there's some cool shit going on that's like, uh, that it's a little uh, multiverse sort of thing, time traveling going on, which is like, all right, mm-hmm. now, you, now you've hooked me. The first one is more like mm-hmm. l- mostly in this fantasy world that's sort of like a, sort of like a Western because he's like a, a Clint Eastwood kind of character, mm-hmm. gunslinger, and but it's like not Earth, and but he runs into a boy who for some reason has knowledge of like the Statue of Liberty and stuff. So it's like what the fuck? Like there's some weird cross realm thing going on, but it's just mm-hmm. it's very brief. And then it ends with sort of like this is his mission is to make it to the Dark Tower. And then book two sort of begins that quest. Are you... And he goes and in, you actually go into like New York City and stuff. And are you so intrigued cool. to read the series or are you kind of like, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to read. I'll read it. I know you will, but what's your excitement level? Um, high. Okay. I'm excited to start oh, reading... Right. I'm, I'm not going to read all of them back to back to back to back. I'm going to intersplice mm-hmm. with other books, which I did because I also read When Breath Becomes Air. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I've been fucking. You read all these this past week. This is just this past week, this whole podcast, by the Jesus way. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what I said. I don't know whether what's the, to be. What's the page count on these? When Breath Becomes Air is pretty short. It's 220, I think, When Breath Becomes mm-hmm. Air. Um, you guns... read that today. I just read that today. <laughs> yeah, um, that was my pick from the bookstore of this past time. I'm excited that it's good. Yeah, um, the Gunslinger is two sixty, so it's not it's not too long. And then, but mm. the drawing of the three is like four sixty. It gets longer, mm. and then the next one, the Wastelands, is <laughs> uh, quite a bit longer, I think but I'm going to read that one later. But When Breath Becomes Air is about um, Paul Calamanthi, something like that. He's an Indian dude. Uh, I don't know his head. I, I, I don't know his name. I can't remember his last name, but it's about him. Uh, he goes to med school and is very much like, you know, pie in the sky. Is that the right phrase? I don't know like, what you're saying, so I don't he's, know. He's uh, <laughs> like very like idealistic, like he wants to be very, he wants to do good in the world. Okay, yeah. Um, he sees it as a calling. He's like, if you want to become, like he's a, a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, if you really want to be a good surgeon, you have to see it as a calling. He's a good guy. Mama's apple pie. He's a hooker. <laughs> he uh, just a great dude who becomes a doctor, a neurosurgeon, which is like the highest of the high level of surgeons. Like mm-hmm. to become a surgeon. Is already hard enough. This guy is going to, for neurosurgery. And this book really gives you the appreciation of how, A, how fucking hard it is, how smart you have to be, how physically mm-hmm. hard it is just with the dexterity and all the fuck and the hours yeah. alone and how uh, mentally difficult, not only like intellectually, but like 
you're dealing with yeah emotionally like just heavy decisions every mm-hmm. fucking day just a crate like it's incredible that people do this. heroes yeah. do this job that's like insanely difficult yeah anyways he does this and before like a year before he finishes his residency to become an official dude he gets diagnosed with lung cancer and damn the store he's 34 36 anywhere from 34 to 36 okay um so very young very high hopes like he's getting like all the honors like everyone like when like people are like lined up to be like come Come take come to this hospital once you pass your residency and like he uh yeah then lots of tough decisions need to get made because now he has this very aggressive stage four cancer in his lungs and like so this book was written like as he's dying of cancer and it's fucking it's a super sad book uh Hmm. Let me, I mean, let me, we're all going to die, you know, we're all dying. And this book really fucking puts that to the forefront and really interesting. I fucking highly recommend this book. It's sad. It's touching. It's, it's well-written. It's, it's, I told you it was supposed to be good. It's good. It's <laughs> a good book. Every time, every time you were like, and then I'm going to read Breath Becomes Air. And I was like, I oh, yeah, supposed to be really good. And you started making fun of me because I said it. I still make fun of you for it because every, yeah, <laughs> all you have to do is like be in the same room with Morgan and say, when breath becomes air, and then like a fucking Pavlovian response, <laughs> she'll go, it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> I'm excited. I might, uh, I might just pop into that one next. Yeah. So, Jamal, let's get into your reading. Jamal's fuck, I've inspired you. What's going on? <laughs> I. Finished Ant Kind, which is the fastest I've ever read any book in my entire fucking life, especially given the, and it's the longest book I've ever read in my entire life. Uh, By, I'd say it's at at least twice as long as the longest book I've ever read (laughs) in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) It's long. It's like 720 pages or some shit. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was fucking great. I hope Morgan reads it so that uh, the three of us can talk about it. <laughs> um, off pod, probably, but it's it's just <laughs> it's so it's so dope, and especially being not into fiction, r- really hardly at all, and then taking the dive because I just trust in Charlie Kaufman's storytelling capability, loving his movies, and just being so. Uh, I don't know. I'm rewarded, I guess. I don't know. And now I'm inspired to read more fiction. And so now I, today actually, I started reading Flowers for Algernon. Yeah. Um, Where are you at? I am on page 24. Mm, and I wanted to mention, okay. I had the, we, we mentioned in the past, uh, I think last episode probably, uh, that I got the mass market paperback yes, you you know, thoughtlessly ordered the mass market paperback not even realizing that that was a thing you know mm-hmm. uh that that was uh gonna be Common an issue cheap, cheap and option. cheapy cheapo option the margins oh, i no. mean jesus christ but All here's right. the thing uh it kind of adds to the experience okay what with uh his uh uh retarded writing <laughs> uh, it just adds it adds to it so it, the thing is this is a rare instance where it it has worked out at least thus far i don't mind it so much 
Word. Well, I challenge you, amongst all the other homework you have, to finish it mm-hmm. by next pod. Then we can chit chat. That's my goal. My that's absolutely it's, my goal. It's a. It's possible. It's definitely possible. It's a breeze. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I think you'll enjoy that one. But speaking of ant kind, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about ant kind. Um, can, can I use the restroom while you guys do this? Sure. Actually, that's preferable. So, spoiler talk. <laughs> but if any listeners out I'll there, I'll stay in there for a while. We're definitely not going to exhaust anything. I mean, the fucking is a behemoth of no. a book. Yeah. And there's, I don't even think I could. If if you asked me to, to describe to try and spoil it for you, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could. I um, yeah. I don't think I could. I mean, this this shit goes so off the rails of wackiness, and then it's yeah. it kind of reels it in at the end, but still, like, I mean. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me, like, there's no clear-cut thing. I would have to, like, read other people's interpretations of things to really understand Mm -hmm. the full effect. I mean, it briefly does, he briefly says, like, Oh, there wait, there was that fly that came in my windshield that calls back to, right, right, to something right, that, like that, that, that bug that hit my windshield or whatever, yeah. But this thing does time travel in every which way. Like, it takes basically time travel in all of its facets, like if you've seen time, like it takes fucking Back to the Future style time travel, fucking Prisoner mm-hmm. of Azkaban style time travel, like all the different kinds of time travel, and like mashes it into like all of those shit are existing simultaneously. And so there's no real yeah. like uh, resolution. Really, it's like wait, what? Yeah. But yeah, I'll say if I mean if the book wasn't as funny as it was, I probably would have like tapped out on it because of how crazy it gets mm-hmm. but it's because yeah. it's so fucking funny that you just keep reading anyway yeah yeah it's so enjoyable and b rosenberg or rosenberg the main character is so he's so pathetic and so but he is i mean there's moments where he's definitely like relatable you can definitely relate to the pathetic parts of him, which is odd. You know what I mean? Like he's written, I feel like Charlie wrote him in a pathetic way that, you know, you, you, you are able to empathize with the pathetic parts of him. And like you love to like, hate him. And you love to hate him and, and you see yourself in him. And right. It's, it's like, it's like all the things that you probably hate about yourself that he's like, he's doing right. Right. It's like, he's, he's really sh- like you can be like, what a fucking pathetic piece of shit. But in the back of your mind, if really you're honest, honest with yourself, like I've probably thought that <laughs> yeah. same thought. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. It's weird. You have this. It allows a weird sort of compassion uh, for someone like this who is, would would be you know because you're writing with him in, internally. You're allowed to access this compassion where you might not otherwise being separate people. You know, like not knowing his inner world, just could not stand to be around this person probably yeah um i, I, I looked it, at some reviews and like a lot of people who hate this book mm-hmm. it's very polarizing and a lot yeah, of people hate it really talk about how much they hate the main character like he's like this guy this guy <laughs> is so fucking unlikable and they hate the fuck out of him and i'm like God, i mean if you if you start reading this book and you don't think what he's doing like the point is that he's unlikable and if you're not endeared right. by it then of course then this definitely is not the book for you because it's laughing yeah. at this guy that so makes it so funny um right and all the things that happen at his expense and and just the cleverness of it of of it all 
Yeah, it feels Charlie Kaufman's so good at doing in his movies and his, and and in this book especially I feel like and, and as far as cuz he's I mean part of it is to his advantage what with now he's exploring a new medium writing a book that he's able to experiment with that and he takes full advantage of that. I don't know. It's fucking cool. It's super cool. There's a scene he's watching a movie where there's a scene that goes into <laughs> the moon landing and the whole mm-hmm think it sets you up with like fucking louis louis arm not louis uh, what's his name armstrong oh um, neil uh, neil armstrong Armstrong. and buzz aldrin are walking out onto the moon and of course michael collins Mm -hmm. has to stay behind in the shuttle and this is sort of like a common joke i guess nowadays of like wow you go all the way to the moon and you don't even get to go out and walk on it and stuff right right this scene is portrayed as Neil Armstrong, Neil and Buzz going out there and sort of like treating Michael Collins like he's like a fucking nerd or like just like look at this yeah. fucking douche. He has to, it's like sorry, Michael, like we're just gonna go like him and like Neil and Buzz are buddies and they're like let's go on the moon. Right. Like, you just hang back here, Michael. Like, like like almost tr- like he's like simple or something. Yeah, treat him like just this peon who doesn't get to do fun shit that they yeah. get to do. Yeah. Like, like they're jocks <laughs> and he's just like this fucking dweeb. So, yeah. so they go out on the moon and while they're like doing cool moon stuff, a fucking moon cool baby, moon stuff. a moon baby appears out of thin air into the shuttle with Michael Collins, like this miracle baby out of the blue alien baby and like appears into us. It's so like, I'm not even gonna do it justice. It's twins. Scene. Oh yeah. Tw- two babies, twin, twin babies come out and they're like, holy fucking <laughs> And Michael Collins gets to be like Pollux and Castor, he names them, I think. <laughs> and he gets to be like this big emotional moment where he's like, Oh my god, I have these two children <laughs> that I now have to take care of. And then like Yeah, they gotta come back to the gym. Like, we walked on the moon. He's like, Oh, that's great, guys. Like, you know, like the, the, the dynamic has totally shifted, but he's like not a dick. Like he's just like, Oh, that's so awesome, like for you guys, but like I have these fucking babies now. Like, yeah, Neil and Buzz come back on the shuttle and they're like, Oh, like <laughs> just rubbing it in his face like so fucking awesome out there man like jumping on the moon man and michael's like <laughs> like wow man that sounds so incredible man like guess what happened to us and they're like like okay like uh like they don't give a fuck about what like i'm sure what you didn't hear was pretty incredible michael i'm sure pushing all these buttons was super fun <laughs> and michael's like no like, these moon babies came out of nowhere and like and they're, and they're like wait what and then like they're completely caught off guard of like Sure, they they fucking walked on the moon, but this insane miracle situation of moon babies coming into the sh- into the shuttle, <laughs> and like and they they become immediately jealous, and they're like, wait, what the fuck, like moon babies, <laughs> and then the they go back down to Earth, and there's like a whole parade just for Michael Collins to be like the yeah. fuck the crazy <laughs> the craziest thing happened with moon babies, and Neil and and Buzz are just fucking side notes fucking afterthoughts in this parade yeah. and no one gives a fuck about them like okay whatever you walked on the moon so it's just this whole flipping of like <laughs> you know what actually happened of like people having that joke of michael collins being forgotten because he didn't actually walk on the moon yeah <laughs> it's funny i'm telling you guys go fuck yeah. yourselves it's funny it goes in every fucking which way you can't even see it coming it's you just buckle up man it's it's dope i love it so much i i when i finished it i mean as long as it is i feel like i definitely want to reread it at some point at some point because there's just so much shit in there yeah you got anything else uh 
I just want to say I'm only 24 pages in or whatever into Flowers for Algernon, and I already, I dig it. I already dig it. Oh, good. Um, I feel, I'm already feeling the flow. It's a sweet book. Even though, like, every word is misspelled. Yeah, it gets better. Power and through. It's it's a it's the book a will change. It's an artistic yeah. <laughs> choice to right, uh, right, communicate right. through the journaling. I think it's actually a really you can see how difficult cool though. Idea. I mean, jumping it's from dope. Christopher Hitchens' <laughs> complex writing directly into Flowers for mm-hmm. Algernon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's That's a way that you can see. That's somewhat how I feel about at least my relationship with Aunt Kind to jumping into this too. Yeah, but at least the character from Aunt Kind is kind of retarded. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's it, it, back to Ankind for a second. His ability to convey the humor, like you go back and forth between thinking it's like almost like annoying some of the things he's doing, and then it like it goes back and forth for me for like it's in fucking annoying what he's talking about to being like super funny, and then back to annoying again to back to being super funny, and like anytime there's parentheses with an exclamation point is fucking I'm laughing funny shit oh yeah i mean and th- that annoyingness is almost like loading like pulling the rubber band back to give you that fucking funniness right slingshot right you got anything else morgan i'm trying to wrap this thing okay up. i'm if, nope no no i mean if you have something bring it on <laughs> no i'm good are you sure yeah <laughs> what would have you said if i didn't say that nothing exactly oh um, well, i have one more thing i want to bring up bring it um so I just recently hit uh, 56 days of a uh, streak. It was going to be 50, but I forgot to bring it up the podcast before or whatever. But uh, 50, so I'm on like 56 days of a streak of uh, uh, mindfulness meditation in the app. You've almost passed me. And, Mine's 60. Uh, almost there. <laughs> um, except for um, Sam just launched a new uh, lesson in the, uh, in the app called uh spiritual materialism and in it he talks about how he is uh he has deleted the streaks feature because yep. he, I've, he sort of thoughtlessly I've, put it in there yeah i've told jordan about and this you'll never pass me it's super dope <laughs> i think it's super dope i was like yeah that, i think it's really cool that he did that because it's not in the yeah. spirit of the purpose right well that's what i said when i originally lost my long streak mm-hmm. i was like this is actually good yeah i was like when i lost the streak i was like this is the point to begin again. Right. right. To lose. And I always had that then... sort of feeling in that relationship to the streak in and of itself. I tried not to let it be that kind of feed the ego thing, but it was more just like, I tried to just let it be, okay, I do just want to maintain practice for this many days in a row, right? Like that's, or, you know, all of the days in the row. You know, I'd like to get it a year straight, right? That's the that's the idea. And not let it be like, look at me, I got, look at me, I'm dope. I got, I got... 50 days down or whatever so yeah, the fact that he's taking it out of sight out of mind i think is you know just eliminates the problem entirely um because i can definitely just think back oh fuck i forgot to meditate yesterday or whatever or yeah. today or and i can know, see it being, that shit myself i can see it being the case where someone who does have a long streak and then they it ends and they're like fuck and then the next day they're like okay well i'm not going to start again because like let me take a couple days before i begin another streak or whatever the, like, the undertaking that is to get back to yeah and it's like feeling like the weight or... when it's like really like this is really just a one day at a time like you should once you right are on the next right. day you should forget I have about 63 yesterday 63 mindful days how is that possible that's just total okay <laughs> um 
but that is um i don't i know this is probably not in the spirit of being <laughs> anti-spiritual materialism but that is kind of sad buddy oh i'm i'm atrocious yeah but here's the thing it's not about being sad or fucking great i mean the thing is about doing things and it's not this doesn't just apply to meditation or like it's like if you want to go to the gym and you have this idea where it's like, I'm going to the gym three times a week or whatever. And then like one week you end up only going twice. And then now you're down on yourself because you yes. didn't hit because you messed up your goal. Right, right. It's now like, you fuck, now the fuck the goal, whatever. I'm not, I'll just go, maybe I'll go next week, whatever. This is my whole theory that I've told you that now when I, when I want to do stuff like that, I have to set the goal to be one day a week. And then I will just out of like, oh, now I can, now I can well, that was easy. overdo my goal. Exactly. In, and I feel right. good about it instead of being like, fuck. I'm a like, huge, huge proponent of small goals. Yes. It's fucking killer. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the key for me, I've found out. Like, that's I how do I'm it with everything. My goal was 30 pages a day. Yeah. And I mean, I read fucking 200 today. So, I mean, it's like not mm-hmm. putting that pressure. Like, there have been some days where I hit 30, I'm done. I'm like, I, yeah. I'm not into it. But like, when you have small goals, you will fucking surpass them. them. Yeah. And not putting that burden of the past on yourself of like, I used to be good. Yeah. Or like, I used to, man, I, I've, I've done five days. I used to be able to do five days in a row at the gym. And if you can't do five days in a row at the gym now, and then you get like, it's well, sad. what's the point? Yeah. It's like, no, little goal, like today only. Just right. do it today. Yep. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yep. Fuck, stop having this past narrative and these future projections of or even like with when we've been running it's like my goal which i'm not so good at keeping to because i do care about my time but um i'm like just travel the two miles that's the goal yeah like get outside yep don't worry about your time i know but i i do i still check my time (laughs) <laughs> yeah, deep down, it's, I mean, it's still there. <laughs> Hard to escape, but be mindful of it. They are just sensations arising <laughs> in consciousness. It's all it is. And Everything there's a, is a, just a consciousness uh, and its content. There's so much dope sh- content in there. I don't know if you guys have delved into it, but there's so many different kinds of meditation in there now. Yeah, that are pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm doing the headless way up. meditations. I do the mindfulness, this the daily meditation in the morning, and I try to do a, a headless way meditation at night. Um, run by uh, I think Locke Kelly. Yeah. Um, those are sick. Those are dope. Um, if you can let go of, because the idea of it's the, the, you don't have a head and stuff. It sounds it's silly you know it's the sort of silly and some of the instruction is silly but if you apply your daily meditation practice to that feeling of oh this is silly or that self-consciousness that oh this is fucking whatever like and you're able to overcome that the the headless way stuff is fucking super dope very interesting and now i feel i catch myself feeling like those kinds of glimpses of the headlessness kind of thing like you know when just throughout the day i'll feel that way i'm like this is it's ah it's bizarre it's fucking super weird um but very cool what's this uh contemplative action have you by david white i have uh, i've david white so uh, i don't know if you listen to his conversation with david white but he's the poet uh guy mm-hmm. i've listened to all and the so, episodes so yeah oh sure yeah there you go <laughs> but uh 
uh but it's yeah so it's just he has his own course i haven't listened to all of them i think i've listened to a couple of them but uh they're main yeah the, the, it's mostly uh david white's like poetry and okay. stuff, and a lot of it is related to mindfulness so i haven't delved too deep into that it's not as interesting to me although it's good i see but, that the, uh, the, the headless, headless way, way is fucking sweet has one that's mirror mirror on the wall and i'll tell you my favorite lesson is the one where you look at the mirror so. oh yeah there's a couple of mirror ones i've done at the headless way they're great they're, yeah they're super so crazy interesting it gets me it's crazy as freaked fuck. out kind of <laughs> yeah Dripping, <laughs> it is man. it's fucking Dripping. it's weird it's weird well, word. I definitely need to get is, back on the strong meditation tip. Um, you you got to get small on goals, it. Small goals. And uh, oh, that reminds me, I need to finish. I still haven't finished reading on having no head. Maybe I'll read that after I finish Flowers for Algernon. I'll just finish it up. Um, it's super short. I don't know. I haven't fucking finished it yet. But uh, yeah. Zen and the rediscovering of the obvious. It's dope. Get on that shit. Waking up. Sam Harris. Sam Harris, Sam Harris, Sam Harris. All right, man. Everyone, thank you for listening. Readfells at gmail.com. This is has been episode 93. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Morgan. Oh, thank you, Jamal. gosh. Hold on. One more thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> of course. Uh, this is, I know this is, we don't want to end on a, on a sour note, uh, sad note. I just want, I wanted to bring it up earlier. Uh, but, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Frank Ocean, his younger brother, died in a car accident. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Fucking super sad. Um, So, yeah. There's that. Shit. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I fucking don't want to say this, but I'm glad it wasn't Mm -hmm. Frank. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. But. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. It's fucked. It's I'm super getting, fucked. That's that's tragic. Um, hearts go out to Frank. He's uh, mm-hmm. one of the best. I was listening to Blonde today. That's what I when I was driving to. It's his, not top back. His uh, brother at the end yeah, of no. Future of Free. <laughs> I did listen to top back. You know, at the end of play. Future of Free, where uh, there's that interview. Yeah. Like after that bit of silence, it's his brother. I think is the one conducting the interview. Mm. Ryan Brew. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Hope uh hope everything I hope the morning process is musical. M- mus- musical. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. What else can we end on? <laughs> I don't know. No. Um I got I got something. Uh let's let's end on this. Uh how, let me ask you. Okay, so you know the expression by far and away? Yeah. Yeah. Like, by far and away my favorite movie of the year or whatever, right? I always thought it was by far in a way. No. Like, by far in a way. <laughs> da, 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 but it's by far and a way. Like, Correct. away. Like, yeah. away from you. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's both referring to distance. I've been saying it like I've been fucking saying, like... Uh, the thing is that nobody sense, noticed, though, because that's how people right, say it. Right, because it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Far and away. Huh. Gosh, now that, you said that, now that you said it, I wish you hadn't and then used it and to see if I would have picked up on you saying in in a way. You wouldn't. I feel like I would have. I think nah. I'm going to give myself far and away tuned ear. No, but if he were to say 
by far in, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you do it like that. But that's not how people say it. People say it by far and away because this expression is by far and away. And I'm, of course, picking it up by osmosis and regurgitating it, you know? Like all of those cliches that you just kind of like, you say them the same way you heard them. You say them and you're like, I feel like I know what they mean. mean. It's in the category of cliche. A chunk of language. It's cliche. I think it's just a phrase. You know, you know, it's like halfway between like a cliche and like an idiom or something. It's like, I don't know, it's not quite an idiom. It's a, a cliche. Colloquialism. A cliche is <laughs> oh, a. Oh, jinx. Robert Durst. A cliche is a phrase or opinion <laughs> that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Yeah, but it's not a thought to say by far and away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mean? It's overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not like I I had a thought. Yep. That was that's been used over and over and over again. That would be a cliche. By just using a, a phraseology, it's like what you can't say. Uh, here's another one. Here's another I live one. at my house. It's like everyone lives at their house. It's cliche. A cliche. <laughs> a cliche is an expression, idea, or element of blah, that has become overused to the point of losing its original meaning or effect, even to the point of being trite or irritating. Yeah. I just I don't think by far and away fits that. Okay. I feel like it's just a preamble to what you're going to say. I wonder if there's a word for what this is that I'm experiencing. You know what I mean? Like when people say, you know, the blessing in in the skies instead of in disguise, in disguise, uh-huh. like that sort of thing. Like it's almost like the Mandela effecty, except for not because it's just fucking wrong. You know? Yeah. That sort sure of is in that vein. Yeah. Yeah, like a, it's sort of a corruption. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's how I've always imagined it. I've never seen it spelled out until I read it in Ant Kind. He said far and away, da 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 da. And I was like, what the fuck? Ahead of the curb or ahead of the curve? Where? Which is it? It's ahead of the curve. Yeah, that makes sense. Like on a, like, gr- like what? Like grading on a curve? Yeah. Ahead of the curb. Mm. I don't think is the it's right like way. just around the corner, <laughs> like yeah. down the street. Yeah, you got a couple go past All a few. Right. Curbs or like I used to, I used to say it's coming down the pipe. Yeah, it's pike, but it's pike. You could actually correct me on that one, but I was thought like you know it's coming down like a fucking pipe, like <laughs> when you go to the fucking post office and you put that thing in the tube, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see the, the confusion. There's lots of that sort of shit. Yeah, it's an idiom. What's the definition? By far and away. I'll tell you. Why don't I go ahead and tell you? Why don't you go ahead and lay it on me? I feel like it's a colloquialism. Right, but what's the difference between an idiom idiom. and a colloquialism? I feel like colloquialism is just like like things, like it's a phrase, but it's not, I don't even know how to fucking describe it, but like I feel like idioms are more like, you know, almost bizarre. Like you can't even, you can't even necessarily connect it to what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So an idiom is, and I didn't know this. I've heard you guys say idiom a lot, but like, I don't remember learning about idioms in school. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deductible from those of the individual words, which is almost exactly what Jamal is saying. Yeah. We're like it's raining cats and dogs. That yeah. holy f- holy fuck. The, the and then in parentheses they say, e.g., for <laughs> example, it. rain cats dope. and dogs. 
Nice. And I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble here, Morgan. Oh, like, you're on the. I feel like I, I feel God like damn I'm it. reading the same exact. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. I am dope. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Or so a colloquialism is a colloquialism. is a common phrase used within the language. I fucking I'm dope. I'm dope, man. I mean, that's what I'm. That's my definition. That I'm assuming it is. If you look it up. Oh, you didn't look it definition up. Definition time. I got it. A colloquialism is a word or phrase that is not formal or literary, typically one used in ordinary or familiar conversation. Okay. Yeah. This is the ex- fucking example um, by far and away. I would fucking shit. Because that would open and shut this case. All right. By far and away, one of my favorite episodes. By far and away, so my favorite So some episode. examples are ain't and gonna. <laughs> As a colloquialism. Yes. Can it be a phrase or does it have to be a word? I don't know. I, I think it'd be gotten, a fr- I think it'd be a phrase. I haven't gotten that far. How about uh um I like my beats down low. Is that on there? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. No, now, see, now I don't know. Shit, right. then I'm gonna quit talking and put butter on that shit. Bye. Stay hydrated. My top lit back, see me ride 24 with a chopper in the back. Yeah, like you're getting wood high. Yeah, your top lit back. If you're real sick, I know what the bitch black. I want to crown down under me. Somebody better tell them for a spill a hundred rounds. I have everybody bell. I got some bitches in the beers and my partners in the ship. And now we ride Giovanni's and the sign is on Paredes. If you ever think you're trying to run up on me, just forget it. You're clipping the chopper long as you're legging the lead.